You're listening to Thursday Night, <laughs> Season 4, Episode 15. Stabbing, vining, uh, most critically important, the uh, the vine blight having smashed through one of the walls of the main house that hole. you know the Hawkland children are inside. A small hole has broken open and a twig blight slipped inside. Still a far too small hole for the vine blights themselves, who are much larger, to slip through. Um, we've got Gilda Hawkland down, unconscious, bleeding, uh, having just gotten uh, oh, needled from a from a needle blight, and Josiah Hawkland, her husband, has run over to uh, to. He's he's standing standing above her, holding her pitchfork, uh, looking menacingly at that needle blight. Um, Ricka over by the awakened tree, having yelled to her companions that she's got this guy. Go save go, go save the Hawklands. Um, and did I mention the Hawkland children are inside yeah. the main house? They're, they're in the kitchen, the right? Light. And this trick light enters with its toes going. Yeah, they're hiding under the. Um, uh, but Drewston has just cast a fog cloud. A fog cloud uh, engulfing the inside of that house. Uh, with fog, fog pouring out of, like through the window, uh, the window seams, the front door, the cracks in the front door, and that large-ish, not large, but that small hole broken, especially uh, by the vine blights. Just fog is sort of, you know, pouring out of it. It's clearly a thick, concealing fog inside there. Um, I some valuable time. Top of the initiative, Baron. What do you do, Baron? Uh, moves closer. Uh, one, two, I forgot, yeah. One, two, three, four, five. That's movement, right? Yeah, that's all I can do for that. And we're gonna go one, two, three, four, five, six. Ram it into the twig blight next to Mock. So that's right. a DC 13 dex save, pretty sure. Yeah. Oh, you. Oh, there's well, almost definitely not gonna make it. Let me pull up my stat, guys. This is against a twig blight. Uh, twig blight. What the one oh, yeah. fighting mock? Yeah, no, definitely, uh, definitely. Okay, That's he takes fire. four fire, uh, <laughs> four fire damage. Yeah, twig blight. Sorry, yeah, four fire. So yeah. to to review real quick. Um, so these are twig blights, the the ones that look like yeah. rays. The vine blights are the large ones. The ones that all have sh- very sharp points. I mean, these two guys are the needle blights. Uh, and this is a... And that is also a twig blight, because he's the same as the same as that guy. Great. Yeah. 
And then uh, that's Scrimcorn because he's a swarm of beetles. That's a weasel. And obviously the big awakened yeah, tree is a big awakened tree. And yes, that is. Um, okay, yeah, I'm gonna get those. Just okay, to my what was the damage? Uh, four fire. Four fire that kills it. Great, okay. nice. So that's another bloody Blood. token on that one. Thank you. Um, and he's going to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Great, that's fine. He's gonna cast. Um, Fuck him in the ass. Uh, Sacred Flame on uh, this Needler. So that's uh, Dex 13. It's Radiant. Dex 13. You can't roll those at the same time. Against a Needler, yeah, that is... Uh, save. Yeah, save. Cool. So no damage for that one. Um, so he directs his mind with the fireball just as a, a spare thought and points at the other one and says, More didn't burn my enemies! But the... Little twig light darts out of the way of the little blast of flame that fills its area. So skittery and scrabbly. Yeah, little little bastard. Um, so mock, you don't want to end your turn there. Yeah, definitely not. I, I have places to be. Yeah. Two vines. The vine blights. And then mock you next. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. opportunity attack. Yep. So they cannot see past that wall, that fog. Yes. How many kids okay. Are, how many kids are there? You don't know yet. I mean, how many schools do we have yet? <laughs> we didn't have a conversation about four. how many children. <laughs> you know that there are. These are not adult children we're talking about. Yeah, but four. Do, do you four want red skulls. Oh. Do we have frightened children minis? <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say like these do signify death because we're gonna run out oh, of blood. Yeah. So, do we have any dead children, children minis? I can get other. No, no, no. You don't actually need them. Not important right now. Uh, <laughs> so, the vine blights. <laughs> All dead and flat. Uh, this vine blight will move here. And they will still keep continue smashing the wall. Yep. How well did they smash? Boom! They smash the wall, and the other one uh, smashes the wall. The hole cracks a little bit more. Perhaps a medium-sized creature can get through before it was small. What trick lights could do. So as the as the hole starts growing a bit, they're they're only half like smashing now. One of them is still smashing against the wall with its vines. The other one's vines are reaching in around the open right. hole and like pulling and pulling more and more of the. Uh, what would a house just be made of? It's wood. wood yeah, like, it's just straight up wood, wood planks. Oakhurst. Yeah, yeah. The lucky so, the fucking house isn't coming yeah. down and fighting. I was like, I was like, he pulls off drywall, and I'm like, no, I think that's <laughs> not what these are made out of. She rolled uh, not messing yet. So they, uh, yeah, she's just pulling apart the the wood boards, like splintering more and more. A medium-sized creature could get through that um, without too much trouble. That's the vine blights. Uh, Mark you're up, and then the twig blight. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh. I remember the needle blights were medium creatures. Is that right? Correct. Okay. So we have Anga is tiny. Twig blights are small. Most everyone is medium. The vine blights are large, and the awakened tree is huge. We have five creature sizes it's like in this fight. Medium comprised of tiny, and you're all medium comprised of small cells. So like minor bacteria. Oh, then you're gonna back up. All right. He only has one arm. I only have one arm. So you're saying. Your beetles are smaller than a cell? The house is a oh, thing, guys. Beetles the beetles are diminutive. 
It's even smaller than Tiny. Alright, mock, sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay. This is like a strategy moment. Like, walking into a house where everyone's blind makes me blind. Yeah, that makes you blind too. I would say no, go after the, the vine blades, but well, sure. it depends on if your goal is to yeah. kill monsters or save kids, because if you go in there and you're blind, you, you are a The target. only problem is a monster is in there. Right. So if we just let monsters search the house, they might find something. That's what I mean, is if you go into the house, so while you are blind, you are helping the situation for the kids. Right, that, that's exactly what I'm saying. So, I mean, so, you could maybe... Is the front door open? Seems strange that they haven't tried the front door. Maybe it was locked. I don't I mean, know. They're not, they're not, yeah. kind of like, um, they're not real is, smart blinds. Is the house barricaded from the outside? The door Are there closed. obvious? No. Okay. The door door's closed. closed, that's all. There's no out, outside barricade. Tell us. Try the front door? If yeah, the I mean, the thing is, booked it that way, then you see. It would be. The, the thing, here's the question. Okay. Do I call to the kids, or do I try to go to the kids? I think they're safest in the cloud. That's why I cast them. I, I, I get that. I, you, you're, you're, your cloud has made it like less likely that I could be a help there, but there's a monster in the fucking cloud. That's true. I think, uh... I, th- I think calling the kids is not as effective as going to the kids. Yeah. In the uh, game. I think so. I think I think it's gotta go in there. It's, it's a, there's one monster inside. There's many monsters. Here's the other thing. Like, by going in there, I practically, I'm pretty much abandoning the the parents to be dead too. You're gonna raise these fucking kids? I say, I say, kill all the enemies. Oh yeah. I like the fog is a decent defense. Like Mock was heading that way until yeah. the fog came there, and I'm not sorry to be this close, but I think I just come here, call to the kids, and kill this. Oh yeah. yeah. Keep yeah. getting closer and keep killing enemies. I think that's the, that's what I'm my plan is. I'm coming here. Ah. Uh, yeah, Drewson's gonna use illusions to protect people. Hatchets down. Can you do? You, can you get there without provoking? Uh, yeah, because I'm yeah. within. Oh, you're I'm not leaving. leaving. That's yeah, right. I'm within. Um, the part was moving within, and that was uh, yeah, that was real bitch. Wait, cause everyone to move and then stop where they were. <laughs> yeah. So he, he he drops his his hand axes, pulls out the uh, the the mighty mock maul, and uh, yeah. TM. Yeah, again. A ducking roll behind this thing. DTM. Uh, that can roll uh, to take a position behind the needle blight and then swings for its uh, its brittle little legs. That's uh, nice. pretty good. Uh, how about a 20 versus AC? Uh, that'll hit. Nice. Which type of light? Uh, needle. Alright. Uh, how about 9 plus 3, 12 bludgeoning damage? Uh, 12 bludgeoning damage against the needle blight? Yes. Yeah. That'll kill him. Yes. Nice. Ah, uh, so he, yeah, basically again, like uh, a, a, a low touch roll coming up behind and then crushing through, uh, destroying like in one sweep all of the uh, all the the brittle wooden legs uh, and causing the body to, to kind of like writhe around, potatoey and ineffective on on the field, and then he turns and calls and he says, "Oi, Gibbons!" Yeah, come to your parents outside! In the least threatening loud dwarf, every dwarf voice that he can muster. Uh, <laughs> and then the he turns to the least plant-like voice. He turns to his parents and he says, Call to your children! Much more angry and not trying to reserve himself at all. But yeah, <laughs> like the Terminator telling Sarah Connor to call for her child. Exactly. Call John. Call for your children now! <laughs> <laughs> This never works! That's why I got fired from daycare! 
There's two twigs. <laughs> um, okay, two twig blights. One in the house, one outside, as far as uh, I can see. We got one vine, two twigs, some vines, and, uh, or, I mean, yeah. and this is the guy that we can't see, so you, you, you can probably just decide what to do with him. He shouldn't yeah, be yeah, but him. I, I yeah. Leave him in there. You want, you want him specifically here. Okay. Well, to track if there's sure. one guy in there. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's fine, but he can be anywhere. He's anywhere in the house. That's He's, correct. You can't see him. Perfect. He's sitting uh, on the, the armchair. He's got the TV on. He's jumping on the bed. The twig blight. The twig blight heads over to Josiah. I keep wanting to call him the Hucralis. Hawkland. Josiah Hawkland. It's spiky needle-like fingers. Skitter scattering. Scrabbling. Stabs at him as Josiah holds the, he sort of clumsily holds the pitchfork. He had just picked it up. He's reeling from uh, from seeing his wife bleeding out on and the ground. And a stab wound in his back. He yeah. was looking at the needle blight that had downed, he was looking at the needle blight that had just downed Gilda, which Mock just killed, and he turns to see the twig blight coming at the last second. Man the fuck up! Oh, oh god damn it! And, uh, and the twig blight Oh, <laughs> that's, a, that's a spicy meatball. That's an 18 to hit and a maximum on the damage roll. So as Josiah turns, he thrusts the pitchfork at the twig blight. And the twig blight just sort of climbs up on the pitchfork and stabs its needle fingers into his chest. And uh, and Josiah falls down. Remember, he just also got stabbed in the kidney as he was Is he running. He did a couple major organ shots. Is he and dead or down? He's down. Okay. He's, uh, uh, he falls to the ground, pitchfork clattering, uh, to his side, and he reaches out for Gilda, and then he oh. looks to Mop, and he says, Save our children! Fucking oh, no! Uh, uh, I mean, save our children! Save our children! Save our children. Maybe you should have grabbed them uh, instead of the pig when you left last And then side. the needle bites. Our table cam yeah, gets, like, needle. super vibrating all the time. Oh, oh just for just the excitement of battle. Well, the problem is this tripod is specifically on like a wobbly hinge, and the slide to <laughs> maximize the wobble. Right, oil. What's oil doing? I guess I could fix is that. Is the uh, the the halflings in danger of being attacked while they're still down? Is that a we thing? Don't know. I mean, it really depends on Greg. Uh, okay. so yes, the halflings are currently alive, but they are dying. Yeah. Much like you would. Um, so they will bleed out without help, or unless the fight stops very, very soon, you can help. So helping them provide, does something. Um, that being said, the enemies, typically enemies don't worry about incapacitated and I can stabilize with a cantrip, but I can only do one around. Um, otherwise it's, uh, health, medicine check. Knock down some needle or get up to these vineys. That's what I'm gonna do for the needle guy, because he's like, yeah, he's kind of a... Typically you got three rounds. Doing a firebolt on the needle guy. Nice. I, uh, rolled a uh, what is that? Twenty-three. That's oh. well, that's effective. That you, will crit? that will barely hit. That will barely hit. Dang. <laughs> Jeez. Try no, that hits easily. Center of mass. <laughs> yeah. Needle bite on this silver needle bite guy right here. Yeah. Give him give him the fire. Ten damage. Oh fire, shit. Fire damage. Ten fire damage. Ooh. Oh yeah. That wouldn't kill him. Unless it's fire. Yeah! Yeah! Hey yo! His needly body, yeah. comprised of many quick to light and quick to burn parts, needles. 
Basically uh, kindling. I mean, the shot, <laughs> the shot hits him with enough just raw force to almost tear him apart. And then as he, like, doesn't quite stumble to the ground, catches himself, bursts into fire and just falls to the ground lifeless. <laughs> nice. Okay, uh, needle Needles. are all dead. Uh, awakened oak. This is the first round of dealing with Ricka. You hear, you hear uh, Ricka's battle cries and loud taunting and and uh, uh, and yelling at the awakened oak as you feel the ground rumble with a couple shots. You're not sure if that's the awakened oak pounding the ground or Ricka slamming it with ah. her uh, slamming it with their axe as you are concentrating on other things. Okay. Uh... My turn. Uh, Drewston says, uh, Mock, you've got the children if I if I uh, lower the fog? Uh, I wouldn't yet. He says, no, not, not yet, cousin. He says, there's there's beasties in there. Can you deal with the beastie if I, if I lower this round and keep out the others? He says, uh, basically he wants to reduce that and uh, create an illusion of fire. He says, uh, he says, he says, uh, he says, ready to charge! Okay. So, uh... It just moves forward to here. Uh, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. Uh, he pulls back the smoke, clearing the smoke for a bit, and then he's casting silence image on the area of the wall where the hole is. Yeah. Uh, an illusion of fire just leaping up. Uh, well, they don't hear it, but they see... Fire leaping up over the the hole and uh, the ten feet of wall around it. Okay, here. That's an illusion. That's yep, an illusion. You can take away the fog cloud, but the fog cloud goes away. Oh, the fog cloud goes away. No yeah. fog cloud anymore. No anymore. It's concentration. Gotcha. You can concentrate on one thing at a time. Nice. Uh, yeah. Do we see? There's a feat that lets you do multiple. I guess that guy's still Ooh. invisible. Really? Yes. Oh man, that uh, might yeah. be. I think I may have seen it in like the homebrew stuff, but it was oh, interesting. Okay. I'll have to look it up. Uh, and then, uh, <laughs> is this guy? Hunga just starts around. No. Uh, oh, so right. no, he's 10, not. 15, so 20, just put him somewhere. 25, 30. Whoops. That's good. Yeah. Uh, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. Uh, <laughs> just starts running through the snow. Uh, and that's my turn. Scrim Scrimhorn! Scrim Swarm! Uh, slow movement, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, also just, I mean, he'll get up here, same as everyone else, he'll just be, he's the end of the initiative, so he's last up. Um, so, uh, yeah, he's planning on getting these guys here eventually. Oh, right? I see that those guys are really slow. Um, one, two, three, one, two, three, four, five. Don't end your turn next to the fireball. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't do that, unfortunately. You don't want to do that shit. I guess I could just go right here. I'm next to a bad guy, which is not... Well, I can put more heat on the bad guy, so he's a little bit less... Maybe less likely to... I mean, one, five, I mean, one, two, three. even want to turn back into you. Oh, no, it's six. I forgot. One, two, three. Yeah, I know. 30? Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I forgot. I'm tempted to actually burn this... Um, yeah, it makes more sense. Get results. We deliver some value. One, two, three, four, five, six. 
And uh, as he's running, it's a bonus action for me to switch back and forth. As he's running, um, the bugs uh, kind of clamber together into Scrimcorn, who's going to add a hunch, like at a at a at a at a four-legged run, and then a hunch and run, and he lets loose an overhead swipe. Red is always my secondary, so I can just simplify my dice cup. So it is a six plus five is eleven. Yes. Eleven to hit on which type Eight. of guy? Twiglight. Damn. And are we rolling anything? Uh, I'm not rolling twice. I'm doing the thing that Greg does, which is I'm just always gonna empty that out. I mean, the red die is always my advantage. He. Uh, that, that is not enough. Cool. A crack sound. A whip crack sounds out as it slams to the ground right next to him here and startles the twig light. But it was a miss. Greg Hawkland's Hawkland children. Do we want to roll death saving throws for the two Hawklands, or don't worry about it? Baron. 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 Uh, yeah. Roll. Someone roll death saving throws for the two Hawklands, and they are not. Protagonist heroes. They only get two strengths. Okay. So, uh, red for boy, blue for boy, red for girl. Yeah? Okay, cool. Wow. 15, 16. Yeah. All right. Nice. They both, uh, they're both okay. And Josiah's, like, still conscious. He's just, like, he can't move. He's stabbed oh, yeah. real bad. And he's, uh, he's we'll looking to mock. We'll make it. So they only need to succeed yeah, twice? Yeah. No, no, no. So it's the opposite. It's uh, two fails and you're dead. Yeah. Uh, a 20 is a miraculous thought, recovery and pops you up. Is it three successes stabilization, though? Now... Yeah, three successes stabilization. Oh, is that how... I yep. forgot. So three successes and three failures? Yeah. That's what I thought. Well, we could do three successes, two failures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be, it'll be three, two. Burn your turn. Yeah. But stabilize it doesn't pop the two up. bind guys go. Okay. Uh... We're gonna go one, two, bashes that guy. So he makes a dex 13 saving throw. Cool, does he make it? Oh, he does. He does, he He takes half damage. He gets 13. Yeah. So he takes half damage. Which is? uh, Seven divided by two, so three fire damage. Oh, which doubles because he has vulnerability, so he did. Cool. Nice. Yeah, he dodges. The, The twig blight the twig blight having just downed Josiah uh, and and landed back on the ground as he had climbed onto the pitchfork, uh, looks back, sees the fireball coming, takes like a quick step backwards, which would be a fine tactical move, and still bursts into flames from the from just the proximity heat of the fireball. And these guys like remind me of like little hydralists or something like yeah, yeah they have that little. And then Baron goes one, two, three, four, five, and uses da 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 da. da. It's a cantrip. Lets me stabilize people. Spare the dying. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Cantrip to save a downed person. Just stabilizes them. Uh, Oh, but so does not pop them up. Doesn't pop them up. It just means they're stabilized. Which is probably better than popping them up right now. Yeah. So. We don't trust you to keep your head down, so we kind of prefer you to be yeah. unconscious but stable. So uh, Baron yeah, reaches down, puts his hand on uh, Hawkland, and says, "By Moradin's," and doesn't actually use it's just verbal somatic. So uh, Moradin, bless, 
bless this, my ally, uh, with strength and vigor. Vigor, and uh, we're just gonna remove the bloody yeah. token, but he's Perfect. still down. Good, nice, thank you. Okay, uh, so he's stabilized. Two vine blights. Two vine blights. Ooh, this will be fun. Okay, hang on. So, tell me about your illusion here. So, right now, the hole that they burst in and the ten-foot space around it is wreathed in flame. What's the level of this illusion? So, it is a first-level spell, so it is believable, but not necessarily effective. Gotcha. Okay. So, they believe it's fire unless they interact with it. I figured... What we know about blight, fire is going to be effective. They would probably not like it if they have any sort of conscious yeah. thought. I feel like they're it not going to be like, like or even maybe it. even instinct. That might not. The be. vine, the vine, this vine blight, the no, the more knobbly one. The knobbly one sloppy. Yeah, the knobbly one no. uh, lets out a horrible screeching noise, just as it steps away from the fire that, has, that it believes has burst forth from the hole in the house. And also, maybe in the back of his mind, if he's intelligent enough, thinking, that'll also get the kids. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. And Job done. We did it. We smashed the house until it lit on fire. <laughs> we, we hit a gas vein. I didn't know that was the plan, but... Um, yeah, seriously. Gas vein's not the plan. Wait, wait. He was yeah. here, so he goes, one, two. Yeah, he goes there. Oh, oh my. Oh. Oh god. What have I done? <laughs> Is he about to do a cone of something? Yeah. A cone of vines? The yeah. vine blight. Someone else is gonna have to get the kids. The vine blight steps towards Mach and then raises its big viney hands. Those? Yeah, those big knobbly viney hands above his head and then thrusts them straight down. Down as his fingers, his what you might call fingers of his vines, shoot into the ground. Mock feels a rumble underneath his feet as vines start shooting up all around the twig blight in a 15-foot radius around him. Oh god. Um, we're gonna need a, 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 zone, we're gonna need a uh, zone barrier. Three. Yeah. Okay. Close to the and, lady. Yeah, that only gets uh barren. And so a whole bunch of these vines just shoot up, creating this thick, viney ground cover. This ground you know, cover... It's mock. It's mock or... I'm sorry, did I say Baron? Yeah. I meant mock. Okay. Um, no, I think it also gets the wife. If it's, no. It does not. Um, the 15? 15. It's 15 foot radius, so it does not get her. Around good. this guy? Around Correct. Mock. Oh, I thought it was around mock. Ah. Okay. No, it is uh, yeah, centered around the, the guy. Okay. Uh, yeah, around it his would be if it was You mock. have to pick one of his squares or like the fact no, that he's huge? Him. Okay. It's a little, a little extra range there. They, and you, Woo, they get a little hi. extra range. Um, uh, so, mark the corners. this area is... This, first, so can start doing this area is difficult terrain, and make a... Oh, wait. Each creature of the bush in the air, when the plants appear... Okay, uh, mock, DC 12, strength saving throw. Okay. Well, yeah. So they are starting to crawl up around you and grasp on. No problem. No problem? 20. Damn. Nice. Uh, sorry, sorry. Not a 20. 21. <laughs> uh, I had to give you a little of medicine on that one. So the uh, the vines uh, coming up out of the ground start wrapping around Mock's legs, and uh, but they're not 
terribly strong as Mock. What does he do to prevent them from grabbing him? He basically just says, Be a Madrick! Uh, and then basically as they, as they uh, <laughs> he basically just starts kind of like doing a, a nimbly dwarven dance. And uh, as they, as they, uh, as one, as one kind of grabs uh, hold of his, uh, his of his uh, like ankle, he'll just kind of like kick out and like break it off. And as another one like grabs his arm and he does, just kind of wrenches it forward. And so he's kind of doing like the scarecrow thing, just like a little bit freaking out, but uh, Maybe you guys do recognize a a little bit of a dwarven reel or or something rhythm uh, how, uh, to, to his uh, to his tactic. Huh. How uh, how does this interact with the house? Um, and people inside the house in Jumanji. theory, because that's Jumanji a lot of here. in the house. Yeah, this is um. Yeah, Trump train in the house, right? I'm looking at and it. also possibly attacks. Yes. So um, well, or does does, does yeah, I'm yeah. explaining the answer to your question. Okay. So the around the house and the wood like this. This uh, uh, area right here in front of the front door is a nice little like uh, like porch, you know, like a wooden built-up porch, nice. and the vines just shoot up between the woods, splintering it upwards. There and uh, even on the wall right next to the vine blight right here, the vines shoot up and just penetrate through the wall and crawl up it. It doesn't create holes. Well, it creates holes in the wall where the vines are, but yeah. they are occupying those holes. Um, and there's no doubt that it uh, that the inside of that house must look pretty gnarly as well. Let's see. Uh, mock, then the twig blight. Did no. it hit? Yeah. Nope. I guess. I guess we won't know. But you you can't see inside. Yeah. So I, I'm not going to answer any questions okay. about what's happening inside. Okay. So the 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 patio split. The doors are fully solid though. The say that again. You, oh, you, you, you describe you describe like the the breaking of some wood. So there's uh, there's no slats where I can peek in. The, 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 the walls are solid in terms of visual. Can he see inside the house? Yeah, no, you, can, you can't see okay. inside the house. It's like, it's like, maybe if you got right up to it and stuck well, your eye real close, if so that's what I'm you saying, want to do. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm mechanically needing to conserve actions here. So if I can get a peek, I want to take a peek. Um, um, and, and I am next to the house, next you can to the door. Hear, okay, yeah, you can hear good. a commotion inside. You hear screams, but not the screams of... Uh, not the screams of uh, child uh, of, of child murder. Yeah. Uh, more like the screams of the screams of uh, children tearing apart an unsuspecting adult. You know that that very familiar <laughs> scream. It's the screams of children battle cry. Yeah. And uh, uh, and you, yeah, there's just just. Yeah. And uh, so I will open the door. Those, those halflings will be here. Yeah. Alright. I'm opening we'll the door here. Alright. Opening the door, you can see, uh, you can see in the main area, it's basically, we'll call it mostly just one big room. A great room, have yeah. a good thing. A great Open room. the door, part of a free action. And, uh, yes, you can see, uh, you can see two halfling children, uh, uh, one of them holding a, what looks like a, a cleaver, like a meat cleaver mm. from, a, from a kitchen, and another one holding, what would be a good, another good household improvised weapon? Fire poker? Candlestick. Candlestick. Oh, definitely a oh, fire, a fire poker. poker. Yeah, from a fireplace. Um, and you see a... Rolling pin. And you also option. see a candlestick, uh, on the ground and, like, a trail of blood moving to another room. And you also see a pile of twigs on the <laughs> ground in front of the, uh, quarterling, the largest quarterling the largest you see of the two. Holding, uh, holding the knife, yeah. and he's he's looking around, and he looks at you, terrified. Well, because dwarves are scary. <laughs> I mean, they're like twice their size. Yeah. Here's a little, uh, here's a little kid. His parents, his parents are twice uh, their size. 
Alright, put it down. Finish, finish your turn first. Fantastic. Alright, I got two right there. <laughs> oh yeah, perfect. Couple quarter lights. Actually, you got them. Do we have a you dead twig light, as we said? Ah, uh, yeah, this one. Oh, dead twig light. Oh, that cat's dead. Nice. Yeah, yeah there's a pile of motionless twigs on the ground. Yeah. That could have been any. I said... Uh, <laughs> it could have been twigs. I said... Uh, could have been killing. Kick your head down, Dibbins. And I turn nice. to... To, uh... <laughs> knock some knees with this, uh... This knobbly knobbly vine blight. Uh... Knock some knees. That yeah. sounds romantic. <laughs> no, that's a <laughs> common be for the truth. It's a oh, common uh, dwarven uh, uh, trait for Well, that's my roll. Keep your roll if you like it. Um, I forgot to move this guy. Oh, the, yeah. On the vine blight's turn, so one. Beagle, 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 beagle. He is. Uh, he dashed. That's it. Okay. Oh wow. Does yeah. he also get rough terrain? Uh no. Okay. He. You that see him sense. just walk through the vines completely effortlessly as his viney. Legs just walk over it like it's nothing. That's how vine blights have sex. Yeah, oh, they are. They're knocking knees. Yeah, they are producing a third vine blight as you see. <laughs> they're like fungi. That movie was not an attack. Yeah, uh, so <laughs> 20, 19 versus AC. How much? 19 versus AC. Oh, yeah, easy. Uh, I'm, do, I'm doing a menacing attack. Ooh, what does that mean? Menacing. So uh, basically, he makes a wisdom throw and it's. Oh. DC, I think 13. He uh, gets it. Oh, wait. Yeah, he gets it. Yeah, um, then, yeah, so he, he saves, but I get to do some damage. Hmm. Uh, 11, 13, 14 damage. 14 damage on a Vine Blight? Yes. That'll kill it. Yes. Ah! Wait, what type of damage? Bludgeoning. Okay, that'll kill it. Ah. Uh, yeah, basically, oh. uh, again, once it. This, in this instance, the stature making a huge difference once again. As Mach is, as eye level to uh, to this thing's kind of spindly, brittle legs, and this time, yeah, as he as he uh, as he reaches back to, to deliver a crushing blow, the vines grab a hold of of Mach's uh, uh, of Mach's uh, maul, and he has to like wrench it free, <laughs> uh, and, and in doing so. Uh, in doing so, overswings and misses the, the the leg entirely. But then, just with a with a mighty backhanded fist, just like crushes the back of the knee, and the and the vine blight just falls over and collapses into a, a pile of twigs. They may be large, but they fall hard. Let's take them down. Craig, does do the vines go away on the ground? No. Oh. <gasps> no. I think it was more like you had a vines thing you cast, and it was more like. There's now rough terrain. It has a one action. I imagine it's probably like that spell. Yep. Cool. Uh, oil vein. Because there's no twiggies. Casting another fire. At who first? At the vine. Hey, remember this. Uh, weekend of will. Target of the oh, I guess there's no needle blights either, huh? Nope. Nope. Got him. Oh, so he's the only target besides the weekend. 15 to hit the vine blight? Uh, that'll hit. Nice. Hit him. Uh, one. Five damage. Fire. Five fire. Five fire damage five. on the vine blight. Ooh, Nobly Hit was already damaged. Swampy is not. Alright. Oh, he uh it, start, it catches right. half of him on fire him, yeah. as his vines twirl around the fire, like like constricting the flames on the part of it and smothers the flames before it spreads further. Oh, and then it looks at you. Oh, it and says, <laughs> I, I don't get to act for four more turns. <laughs> Just uh, Awakened Oak has its second round uh, against Rika. You hear more smashing. It's all thudding. It's like 
In a different fight, you would hear the clanging of metal and yeah. swords, but here it's just thud, thwack, thwonk, it's ground shaking. Seems like someone aggressively chopping down a tree. Yeah. Ah! Chop! Tree fight. Thud, 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 thud. thud. Exactly. It's perfect. Okay, uh, Drustin. Can't get the same space twice. Understanding that that is taken oh. care of, basically. And says, uh, Rectal's not gonna hold that three forever. And goes 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. Pulls out his pipe from Grand Papiatic. You, you still have Expedius. No, it's concentration. Oh! I've basically been doing concentration spells one round at a time. <laughs> uh, he yeah, throws his concentration on the illusion over the medium hole. Yep. And he casts, this has a 60 foot range after 25 feet of movement. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 55, 60. Wow, you have exactly <laughs> enough movement <laughs> plus yeah. range to get it? <laughs> he has well, Jesus. every single round. And he spits a spark that catches. <coughs> it's not like he's spitting it with his force. He spits that. It catches on the wind. Yeah. Also, spitting sixty feet is a feat in and of itself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I feel like that's something. I feel like that's something that Mock would just respect. Finally, <laughs> he's just do that, and he's like, "Now that I can get behind." Come on, pop the Andre. Pop me this one. You spit greater than every, any other dwarf. I want you to do that, sir. Uh, I have man. create bonfire on this square. All right. Uh, Dexterity saving throw 12. Saving throw 12. Oh, that yeah. was enough. So oh, I rolled a fire. Um, Wait, is it dexterity? Dexterity. Okay, then you got a two. Yep. Oh, jeez. So it'll be uh, fire big, damage. Bro. Get him. Uh, just one fire damage this round. Two. Fire. Check this out. 14 damage. When it equals, never mind. When it ends its We're, turn, oh wait, I press 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 take another D8. Oh, good. Okay, uh, scrim corn. Scrim. Scrim. What is huge uh, battle space. Yeah, in this situation, I feel like scrim corn, who was last to get here, would actually be one of the first to get back to the awakened oak. So I think it might go in that direction. Yeah, it's my back off. Um. So one, two, three. Six and if I'm here, one, two, three, four, five, six. Ah, uh, I believe. Let me double check my whip. My thorn whip, I believe, is thirty. It's really long for a thorn whip, but short for a normal range thing. Um, yeah. Uh, Scrimcorn sees uh, that uh, we're making short work of this stuff. Quite, uh, quite happy that we're that we chop these guys up, and uh, begins hoofing it back here, and then I guess. Uh, did this guy have reach? Yes. Yeah. Dashers, dashers. It's pretty much guaranteed yeah. for a huge creature. He's got no arms. He's just dropping dashes. Dashes. Dashes, dashes. Taking the dashes. Um. Yeah, actually, like that. It's like in baseball how anytime they change pitchers, they have to say this is brought to you by AutoZone. Fast tire and all changes. Anytime we take the dash action, we say this is brought to you by dashers. Dashers, dashers. This move was brought to you by dashers. I don't know what dashers even is, but I definitely recognize that James or something. No, it was like car insurance. I thought it was car insurance. Anyway, let's keep going. Scrimcorn. No, no, let's go down. Let's go further down this dashers hole. Scrimcorn, hooks it, and 
and knows he's not going to make that distance if he uh, if he doesn't dashers dashers. Brought to you by dashers dashers, and uh, and as he arrives here, um, kind of dives dives into the ground and forms into a puddle of bugs. Using my other use for the jaunt a little more. Short rest. Uh, yes, please. Can you go to the Hawklands doing anything? I get a brew. Oh, I, 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 I took some of the apple juice from your fridge, and that's what we're using now. Oh, that works. <laughs> you're heating it up? Yeah, I did. Yeah, perfect. Um, we're pivoting here. We're pivoting. Here's I want hot apple. Yeah, hot apple. Lady Hawkland's death saving throw. Oh. Oh. That's one, one failure. failure. I'll have her next The turn. blood. The oh. blood pool under... Maybe word it differently when you say it. Uh, Milda, Mil- Mildred, <laughs> Gilda, Gilda Hawkland no, grows. That's one success, one failure out here. Uh, next up, Baron. Baron! Uh, can't get this guy close enough, unfortunately, but I can get him in the way. One, two, three, four, five, six. So, it's there now. Anyway, actually, I'll go six. Now it's awkward if he tries to move up somewhere. Actually, right there. Who, who goes first? Vines? Vines go first. Yeah. I'm going to put it right there, because now he nice. has to, like... If he tries to get to mock, it's going to be slow. really annoying. Love it. Um, but I can't. Sorry. Have to have an extra move to actually hit him. And then I'm going to go one, two, three, and reaches down, says same thing. Moradin, grant my allies your blessing. And uh, cantrip, she stabilized. Nice. As her wounds stop bleeding. They don't close. They just stop bleeding, Don't and her worse. breathing seems to. She had fallen on her back, and the, it was the front of her that had got all needled because she was Ooh. heading towards the door. And yeah, you see where there, where blood was just pooling more and more in her shirt and dripping to the ground, just suddenly stops. Yeah, and it's not very flashy. It's not like a huge blaze of light or something like that. It's just he asks the prayer, and there's a moment, and there's an immediate reaction. But she just stops dying. Yeah, she just nice. stopped bleeding. Vine. Vine? Swampy. Vine gets to go? Vine. Ooh, I thought he wasn't going to get his turn. Yeah, we've been he has not gotten to attack a player character yet. No. He moves here, which is his entire movement, because it's rough terrain because of the corpse. Hey, I think it's hey. literally the first time corpse <laughs> yeah. actually applied. My we, hard work! Uh, <laughs> if he ends his turn next to the fireball, he's going to take some fire damage. Oh, I know, there's basically no way for him to avoid that. He would like to slip inside the house because the fire's gone, but it's still but only a medium-sized hole, and he can't move there, break it, and then move in. You must be this small thing. Uh, so instead, uh, he takes a step towards Mock. Let me have it. I need uh, Dex 13 saving throw. Does he tear For half damage. The house and throw it? Or should he smash I mean, he, he gets to have his turns when you end your turn, so... More fun to attack turn, Mok. Like, I'm, 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 just, I'm, I'm yeah, playing this, it's just more fun to do damage to yeah. Mok. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, he's like... I, we, we assume, we don't know, we assume he's some sort of animated creature being driven by the malice of, uh, of, of, of someone else in another spot. Damn it! Ah, dang. <laughs> I mean, Happy Mok didn't get hurt. But uh, that's a 10. I mean, I respect right. that he, he has an option to try. It's a but, 10. Uh, 10 is not going to work. That would have done bludgeoning damage, and you would have been grappled. Oh, uh, grappling. And it would be extra bad grappling because you'd be restrained. I think yeah. we agree that Mach went out on a limb, and everyone tried to fuck him, and he kind of just burst through all the defenses. He went pretty good out on a limb, uh, that is completely he refused what happened. to go into a limb. What's that? He went out on a limb, and he then he refused to go into a limb. He refused to go into that limb. All right, that's uh, the that's the children who did for themselves. Mach talk. Mach talk. Hey, you're not. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Dex 13 oh. saving throw, sir. Oh! Oh! 
But it's still half damage, right? It's still half damage. And he takes it's three, so that's one. One. So two fire damage. But it's fire damage, damage, right? Yeah. yeah. So he's dead. <laughs> Wait, uh, no he's not. You didn't get damaged yet. I thought he was... I'm sorry, he's not dead, and boy, Nobly should not have died. No, I, I misread Mindwise's hit points, they have so much more. Yeah, you uh, said 13 <laughs> kills them. I was like, really? Uh, On the large guys? Well, yours did 13 damage, right? I, I, did, like I did 14 damage yeah. to him, and he had already been damaged last session. Uh, he was damaged, so he bolt. had 8. He still should not have died. I mis I misread his armor class as his hit points. Oh ah, wow. Which is 12. Um, okay, so this guy's still alive. He does get burned, he gets singed a little bit. Yeah. And not. he's also been hit by oil vein, that's yeah. right. You I was surprised because yeah. the vine blights are the strongest other than the tree. And challenge you could, you know? how, how, how far oh, off yeah, were we? Yeah. We could give the, him the hit yeah. points. Well, nah, he's only like four hit points oh. off. Okay. Pretty oh, not, not he know that he uh, but, uh, the firebolt before, right? Happy to pat the kill, kill. Like yeah, yeah, I wrote that down. Five it was ten damage. damage. Yeah. Was it ten? Yeah, it was five. Five ten. Take him up. Yeah. So. Mock talk. Uh trudges his way in, snapping little like vines that are that are creeping up from the ground still. You're stepping over corpses, right? Like this is the corpse of the novel yeah, body, right? Like, kind of basically, kind of like, yep. like you're climbing up it, like climbing it, but stumbling, going underneath. Like this is like basically a huge tangle. It's like a felled tree in front of you, and so he kind of like comes through. on top of already like yeah, tiny ground. And so basically, the, the this vine white, uh, he attacked Mock, and then Mock disappears kind of into like the foliage, into, into like in this pile of wood, and then and then all of a sudden, kind of like. Uh, <laughs> A little bit, uh, a little bit out of nowhere, just like burst through the twigs and just comes with like uh, a, a hammer-leading gut check to try to put one on him. This is my dude. That's not gonna work. Today's um, topic: How to remove the beast of vines from your yard. <clears throat> um, no, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna let you what it is. Uh, so, seven, uh, eight uh, versus AC, a low roll. Seven AC, yeah, yeah not not, yeah. not a hit. Yeah. Comes up and just <clears throat> meets. Thud square in the mass uh, of the twig blight. Solid. Not budging it. Literally like hitting a piece of wood with a hammer. It doesn't do much. In my mind, you, are, <laughs> you, you need a hit. You with a hammer? You are not like on ground level. You are. This is basically now like a five foot tall wall. <laughs> because this was a giant, this was a large corpse. So when it created rough terrain, it was not like level with the right. ground. Like, like we're the, standing on top of a five foot <laughs> wall platform of dead the knees yeah, are clearly the weak point, and I decided to attack the torso, which is just like thick oak. Like <laughs> it's just I'm hitting it with a hammer and no nail, no chisel, no wedge, and just basically battering it and doing nothing at all. I don't think my flaming spear grants no, any sort of cover. things I don't very little about. So that fine either thing for has or against. Of HP no. is that what we're uh, so hang on, guys. <laughs> Sorry. What are you asking? Got a lot of HP left. We don't know. Okay. No, he's, he's looking. He's still looking pretty healthy. Oh, I mean, he's, he's taking some hits. He's like some vines have been chopped off. Clear enough for you. Mox says, uh, not specifically. Roast of oil vein. Yeah. Yeah. I'll keep going with my firebolt. You know what? I'm not leaving up to chance. I'm giving you my four points. Woo! I give you Twelve on this roll. Does that? And then you enough? add whatever you add. So you can okay. give you, make you get so an automatic it's, 12. So it's as if you rolled a 12. A 12, 17, does 17 hit? Uh, 17 easily hits, yeah. Alright. So he'd given you one of his charms earlier that he, a little piece of a relic. Five damage. Five fire, fire damage? Five fire damage. 
Okay. How do you invoke the charm? I, I, I need to know more about this. About this it's a marshmallow that's shaped like a rainbow. <laughs> and he eats it. And he eats it. Just pops it in his mouth. Amazing. <laughs> I like that it's literally. Oh, was that like, You have on the one hand the scrimberry, on the other hand. The <laughs> I found this in a dungeon. No, no, he just makes little charms have little bits of relics and stuff, so it's not like a whole relic, it's just like an eye or like a bit of a sigil. I'd like to believe he makes a sugared marshmallow. He makes two of them each morning. And he has like a little marshmallow <laughs> press. <laughs> then he cooks over the fire. He's like, uh, and he gave it to you, saying, oh, "I think this will be useful to you." And right now, when you curl up, uh, it's as it if power. Never mind. you can. You you. One percent. Oh, thanks. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, you feel the the little relic oh, uh, heavier than normally is, and it's as if you're experiencing deja vu, and you just know this is gonna hit. Oh, it's as if you remember I've this. I've done thing. this before. But it's not a marshmallow. It's not a marshmallow. Okay. <laughs> the old very gave an old marshmallow. Aww. I like the idea of Dustin making Lucky Charms. No, he is not making Lucky <laughs> Charms. <laughs> <laughs> you can still like what? the idea. Dustin's <laughs> portents are Lucky Charms? Yeah. yeah. Canon? That's what I heard. I am not a gnome. Justin, <laughs> <laughs> gnome. Sometimes I wonder. So that's why Justin got kicked out. Yeah. It turns out he was a gnome all along. Uh, at pretty high cost oh, to my character's power. I am not a gnome. It's like, wow, you're a wizard and an illusionist? Gnome seems like a great fit. Yes. could have gone gnome. I am not min-max. I'm well-rounded. A little too rounded. You're very, no, you're very round. Alright. Uh, uh, that was no, This is Awakened Oak's third turn, and it has to make another dexterity saving throw versus 12. So, real quick. Oh, on his turn. Well, yeah, attack his turn. Yeah, it did 10 damage. We were talking about mushrooms so much. Uh, 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 Lucky Charms so much. So it hit, it singed him, he's still up. Yeah. But he's looking. Did it make worse? sense? It failed. Okay, so it takes 1d8 fire damage. Woohoo! Uh, nice. 5 fire damage. Oh, the big feller. Yeah. Oh, I fire. And now it's... Uh, Justin took a chance to That's the last of Rika. So Rika, uh, as Scrimgorn uh, comes up, Rika has been fighting it off and uh, chopping at it and uh, dodging attacks, but does she have a shield? No. No. She, no, so no, no. she, she, she oh, uses... She she has she was she has a lot of different weapons that she carries. Yeah. And I recall she was in the process of dropping her halberd and pulling out an axe and a shield. Yeah, so she swapped so, a shield for this. Yeah, yeah. So she um Scrimcorn sees like her take as he's moving back towards her, a couple of huge blows like on the shield, knocking her back like a couple feet each time as she closed the gap, continued to move in, and then he gets one huge hit. Which she blocks again with her shield, but it knocks her back into the ground. Um, <laughs> laughing as she flies yeah. head over heels, uh, rolling. I mean, she's still right there. Um, but lands heavily on the ground. Yeah, and uh, <gasps> she lands heavily down. like meal. Not like, yes. not graceless. Like, boom, onto the knees, looking up, still teeth, uh, teeth bared, but you can see Scrimcorn, you know, up close to her in beetle form. Can see, uh, can see that like she's reaching, she's reaching the end of her ability to to take this thing alone. Like yeah. sweat is pouring down, uh, sweat is pouring down her head. She's got like already a big bruise like forming on her on her shield arm. 
and uh, and she's like breathing heavily, but continuing. Uh, she ain't she ain't down, no. but she needs help. She wouldn't say that, but she needs help. She just needs it. All right, let's not talk about it, guys. Just give, give her a hand. Oh, she did it. yell in chat. I switched to my shield. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got you. My turn. Uh, he has the old bell on his staff. And he looks at the oak and he says, Hear ye the bell, uh, the bell of the Cairns of Delvenar? And uh, let it pull ye ever closer to your grave. And he rings the bell that no one else hears except for the awakened oak. Uh, wisdom saving throw 12. Wisdom saving throw 12. Do you have uh, points? No, no more. So wisdom 12, that's, he got an 8. And so it, it does not pass. It has been damaged. So that'd be a d12. Boop, boop, boop. Nice. You roll be money. Uh, four four necrotic bad. damage. Four necrotic. Okay. It's hypersensitive necrotic. <laughs> Allergic. <laughs> it heals from necrotic. Uh, I so could uh, throw some of those beetles that devour oaks and spread disease from oh, oaks. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, hawklings are done, right? They're still no, alive, though. No. I was gonna say, I was like, what? Then hawklings. Ahem. And now we begin. The great termite, the the great termite swarm of whatever year we're in. Um. So I occupy his square, but he has enough squares that um we haven't uh, experienced this before. He's big enough that I can be in one of the squares that is not the fire. Correct. What yeah. I recall Absolutely. from uh fourth edition mounting rules, when you are on a mount that is several sizes larger than you, you can basically choose which square oh, of that. the mount you would yeah. like to yeah. be on How, if you're however, making attacks from mounts. However, that is not the case here. You are the size that you are, and you occupy the square that you are in. You can sh- you're can you sharing a space, but you're in whatever square you're in. You know, I mount him! You don't get to swap around where you are to your advantage. Alright, so in this situation, and I don't, I don't uh, flank. I don't allow for flanking either. I'm in the bubble gun. Which bubble is gun unfortunate. Alright, so I'm, I'm gonna be gun. in that I'm gonna be in that square here. I that don't way. Remember that rule now. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember the issue is that horses are two by two, which is awkward. Yep. Instead of being two by one, they're two by two, which also means you you don't get to be centered for aesthetics. No. Yeah. You're like You're always in the side. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. This is awkward. Keep going, keep going with the turn. Uh, Alright. <laughs> I'm gonna be in that square, that way I can uh, get out of there if one of you guys does some kind of, like, laser ray or something. Um, and, uh, and I shall attack. He has been damaged, which means I have advantage. Gobble gobble, A. Time for the termites. Yeah, it's, it's, there's been a lot of running around in this fight for Scrimcorn. He's hungry! Ah! Oh. Oh. That's good. Oh, that's nice. Nice. So that's, uh, above 20. All right. AC. Got one of those. 20, yep. 3, 20, 20, That'll 20. hit it easily. Holy, that's, that's pretty good. Pretty Ooh. good. Pretty Six, good. 4d6. Average. 11 yeah. plus oh, 4 is 15 uh, piercing or slashing. Uh, huge difference. So okay. Which one is it? Uh, let me find out. It's, it's nibbling damage? Is, there, is that a particular class? Nibbling? Tiny bites. Piercing damage. Ooh. Um, Guys, do slashing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, you guys learned that last time. Yeah. How do you oh, chop gotcha. down a tree? Not with a spear. Yeah. <laughs> Leave the pike at home. I mean, you can't. Um, it will take this, roughly twice the effort. This is also my reminder. This is 
reminding me. What that, was the total damage? Uh, uh, fifteen. So fifteen. Did you invest in some like mantis swarms so. with like uh, slashing? We were talking about how for, like <laughs> making some. More we need swarms. to make some more swarms, and um, this would have been a good situation where it would could have come up. Like I want like a super flanking swarm. Yeah. Yeah. And I want like a, like a split swarm. I don't. Really, I don't. I haven't really thought past flanking. He wants a stupid flanking. <laughs> this is more. Don't twist my words. <laughs> I mean, then you go like you can flank him by yourself. You know what you know. You, know, you don't know what you don't. And I don't want the blankets more. Like, like, would there be an advantage if you had a swarm of termites? Would there be like an advantage? To like, like I could see a guy who's like. All right. So stabilize. But I don't know. Is worse against other guys. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mock. Yeah. Mock. Mock, you are standing up on the corpse of this first vine blight, fighting the swampy vine blight, yeah. and hitting it center mass, thinking it did nothing, when suddenly it starts collapsing down towards you. And as it falls down, you see a quarterling <laughs> standing upon its back, the, the oldest of the quarterlings, kitchen knife buried into the back of the vine blight. Amazing. His <laughs> eyes are wide and, he, and he's standing there and he's shaking. Yeah. He is shaking and he's looking around and uh, he sees you and he's like he's like half grabbing the knife yeah. because he's afraid of you, but then he's looking around and trying to take in everything that is going on, which is uh, hard for an adult mind and, well, maybe not harder for a child mind because he's got a clearer mind. I don't know. My kid learns faster than I do is all I'm saying. He's three years old. It's, it's, a, it's a very visceral experience though and emotionally I don't think they're ready for that. Emotionally, very much not for the situation. In fact, maybe he can both take in more of the scene faster because his brain is younger and also cannot handle what he's taking in. If he had paid attention to less, it would be better for him. <laughs> yes. Like this massive ball of fire that's five feet to his left. I have uh, used a barbarian rage yeah. attack mock. Uh... Baron says, <gasps> he's like, good job, Lado. Oh my god. Um, I'm not close to this guy, but how is he looking? This big feller over here. Uh, that big feller over there is... Is he looking oh, hale and hearty? He, he's, he's got, like, there are, uh, like, large branches on the ground chopped off, and you see bits of awakened oak in, uh, in Rika's axe. Um, he's, he's, he's been chopped down a bit, um, so he's, he's on his way. Okay. He's on his way, but he is still swinging as hard as ever. Alright, uh, cause I could blow a scroll, or I could save that for Bowback. I think we're not in danger of him doing it. I, I think, I think, I think we're gonna save the scroll. I think we're just gonna hustle our way over there. So we're gonna go, one, two, three, four, five, six. I said, we're not in any danger. We're gonna go ten. We're gonna go one... Two, I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if three, they passed my voice four, smoke threshold, but five, six, seven, eight, our nine, next ten. <laughs> that seems reasonable. And we're gonna move this. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six. Does that is that affected by rough terrain? Uh, I don't know, but I didn't walk through any yet. Oh, the fireball? I would say no. No. It's, it's a floating ball. It's yeah. a giant oh, gotcha. floating ball. It's a big if ball. If it were rough terrain that were uh, somehow rough. represented by by the something yeah. in the air? Yeah. The vines. I was thinking the vines were reaching up and grabbing Oh, uh, yeah, it was in there. Just moves right through it. Yeah. Oh, good question. Uh, um, vine blights are dead? Yeah, the vine blights are dead. Muck? So, Baron's just hustling. Right, let me get an attack real quick. I don't want to do a lot of 
narrative work, and then I'd be stupid. What are you typing? <laughs> but that's my um, favorite. Then, um, so, um, mock, mock remarks to the uh, remarks. The 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 brawny young quarterling, who is continuing to to slay, for the survival of his family, he says, "Well done, Lado." He says, uh, <clears throat> "He says, now stay here at the house while we finish the job," and uh, just casually tosses his uh, his, his maul to the side, <clears throat> pulls out his his dwarven made steel bow, knocks an arrow, and doesn't even move, but just turns around and draws it back almost full distance. You hear kind of like the almost like a, like a, a like a, a really a really like light ringing sound as like the the, the iron gets kind of pulled to its uh, its maximum tautness and just boom releases an arrow that just like sings as it as it uh, heads off the uh, the string. I mean he's within range. That's longbows for you. <laughs> so um, that's uh, it's it's only a, a nine versus AC. So that's why I didn't want to get so much into the attack. Oh, but, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not. Oh yeah, it hits. You're shooting at a tree. It just doesn't pierce. Actually, there's no reason not to throw a little, uh, little dice there. I will. I'll use my superiority dice. Yeah. Okay. What um, super dice? D is it? Uh, it's a D eight. It is so piercing damage though. Hey. No, it's resistant to that. Super it dice. Is. Super dice. Oh. Uh, no, so it's gonna be a 12 versus AC. So close! Oh. 7 plus 5. That's the math. Can't change it now. Yep. Uh, and it basically glances off of the, uh, glances off of the, uh, whatever, the, the, the thick bark of the oak as he moves. 5. Uh, oil vein. You got rough terrain there still. Uh, I thank you, thank you. Yeah, I, we, we were so narratively specific about it. I was on this one, right? Next to it? I think, I think that's about right. Sure. So, oh yeah. So one. Firebolt at the big. And I don't think he's got any cover. Six, <laughs> Sixteen to hit. Sixteen to hit. Oh yeah, yeah. We. Ha- I've been forgetting to check cover, but there's no. Nope. It's a big, huge open field. Yeah, you're fine. Sweet. All right. Four fire damage. Four. No, two. Is that two? What? Two fire damage. Two fire damage. Yeah. And I, I always double. Yeah. You don't worry about the resistances. Um. Okay. Two fire damage. Awakened oak. The awakened oak. Bring it on! I mean, <laughs> those beetles are crawling. Uh, yeah, but that's that, that, like the mummy. It's like, yeah, this is uh, sawdust. Uh, they're um. It's like a scrim crack over like an old log. Yeah. When was last time you crushed a germ? Oh, that is a low roll. Ten to hit. Good, because my AC is not good as the bugs. That misses. All right. Ooh. That's his only move. Yep. <laughs> Next up. Monsters. Uh, okay. Uh, Rick, uh, sure we're we done here, right? Should just keep swinging. The HP. The HP does. Yeah. yeah. Very well. Drusting. Oh wait, he didn't move at all. Have him make a dexterity saving throw of twelve. Oh dang! Should have moved him. Twelve. Wait. Wait. No, it's actually a ten. Yeah. <laughs> oh, eight fire damage. Yes. Eight fire damage. <laughs> yes. For that stationary wow. little bonfire. That's a cantrip. It's like easy bonfire. Like if you're standing in a little bit of fire, you are more fire <laughs> happens. It's okay. not a little bit. It's like so bonfire. He. Bonfire. What it's, the what the awakened tree does is as these bugs are starting to crawl over it, it, it just it starts crunching. It doesn't, it doesn't start hitting itself. Oh. It starts just like moving its branches down and like 
moving its body so the cracks that the beetles are in like start closing up but the beetles are skittering too fast they're too spread out it maybe squishes one beetle it's not Moses Jones it just doesn't do anything <laughs> and it doesn't notice the bonfire at its foot because a big huge tree like that you gotta get yeah. through its bark before it feels anything yeah. and uh, and then as it looks back uh, towards Rico which it had been fighting most of the time in the rest of the battlefield uh, it sees that a huge fire has shot up most of it, and the entire thing is on fire. It is reeling. This thing looks like it is about to fall over. Okay, now it's my turn. Yeah, first, first two Just damage. Two. Yeah, then eight damage. Well, that's a little bit. Sixteen damage. Wait, hang on. It's really Wait, high. is it Rika after the Awakened Oak? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you should give it to Rika. Then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, who wants to describe Rika's uh, attack here? Uh, I mean, she's she's in the chat. <laughs> Kel! <laughs> Kel, we have call upon you from the chat to play your turn, something we've never done before. Actually, I think we did an episode way long ago. We did have someone play remotely. I FaceTimed in when I was on my big road trip. We did one thing where someone actually did play. We're on a bit of delay, so tell her what she has to do and then we'll kill time until yeah, she yeah. Is talks it, back. Is, it, is she describing a kill? She's got to describe the kill. Okay. So, Ricka, describe your kill. He's got two hit points okay. left. While we wait for that, I just want everyone to take in and consider. How stressful it is. Screwboard is a swarm, but he talks about how he's like the loudest voice in the room, which means he's just one bug. This is terrifying. <laughs> to be crawling over a creature, even just a normal medium-sized creature, as it's trying to squish you. And on fire. It's just, it's just, and on, and on fire. It's just a nightmare scenario. It's like you're running along someone, you're like, just. All I can do is a tiny little it's, it's like it's like a hundred movies happening at once, and a few of them have this amazing like ride and like they get the freedom. Some of them just like literally like their movie is like they die halfway she's a dead through. End. She's a dead like, they turn and it's like it's like whatever a boulder rolling here and then like a huge flame and they just like they just. Dead, I would so. imagine it kind of like I don't know, maybe like Star Wars Battlefront or something yeah, like that, where, you're where like, it's like there's a whole bunch of stormtroopers. And you're all the stormtroopers, but you're only one of them at a time. The one <laughs> if one of them dies, you just become oh, another one of the other stormtroopers. Oh my god, that's actually a great analogy. He's died. He's died hundreds. Of the, times. Con the consciousness of, of scrimmage you know, moving between being. the beetles. There are two possibilities. One is that she heard a request and is typing up a lengthy explanation, and so I'm not. She could be taking a shit. Uh, she could be taking a shit and <laughs> and di did not hear at the time I asked. Uh, um, I would not. I would not even mind deferring. Just saying, like, you'll get it next time you hear. Well, we, we gotta describe the end of the combat. Okay. I got an idea. Then go. Right. Well, well, I gotta give her. I gotta give thirty seconds for her right. to see the video and at least chat. I'm working on it or not. Okay. I do want to point and out she right doesn't. now. She doesn't. Oh, she did. Oh, she did. Oh, there we go. Uh, Rika. She's not done. Okay. She's, not done. <laughs> she's still. She's still typing. So she has her. We haven't out. done a lot of this in the past. <laughs> Normally, when I'm getting her battle. description, you guys keep. It's good. Chatting, what's happening over here while this battle's finishing? Let's I just do want that. to say, normally on the field of battle, all that we mention is blood. Right now, we actually have to force ourselves to mention as piles of twigs. It's twigs. <laughs> yeah. it's it's twigs. twigs and sticks, but sometimes and it's like dead cows. And... Yeah, oh, lots of dead cows too. That's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cor the, the young quarterlings will have a, a lot of chores to do when this yeah. battle is yeah, done. There's a lot of cleaning up. Uh, so we Three see firewood. three of the yeah, children. Weren't there four children total? And we know that there's blood somewhere in there. They're going to rebuild this I mean, wall. Right now, I, I forgot to have Unga go the last couple times. Can yeah. I narratively say that she's yeah, yeah. run into Tell me the what she's house doing right now, yeah. and she's following that trail of blood to see where it leads? If it leads to like a fourth child who's injured somewhere. Can it talk? Yeah, she can talk. 
Okay. <laughs> and what does also, she say I can uh, go through her senses. Yeah, so you go in yeah. there, and the children take up their weapons against Hawkeye. Yeah, a, uh, so she's a weasel home, coming into their house. And she's specifically an ugly-looking weasel. <laughs> Who, again, remember. In terms of uh, like, so she's regretting... The situation not great. She's regretting that situation now. <laughs> but she immediately says, I'm not a weasel, I'm a magical being. <laughs> uh, feel, sounding a little tired as she says this. Like, guys, please. I'm not a weasel. If you kill me, I'm just gonna go back to no, my no, 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 no. I'm here to help. Uh, 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 wait, that's a voice. That, that's a character speaking. Yeah. Our rule is that it has to be a voice. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Get, yeah. Uh, We've I never heard about to speak before. As a weasel, this is speak. a lot of pressure. Right. This is. It doesn't have to be Anga's voice, but it is Anga as a weasel's voice. Yeah, that's great. It's a good question. Does I her voice change? Make sure, actually, right now that she can speak before <laughs> I say anything. That's a good call. Because as soon as you. This is exactly the point of the voices. When you say it with the voice, it's definitely a character speaking. Yeah. You say it without the voice, and we're like, I guess that maybe that's a paraphrased version of what they said. Yeah. And yeah I have, I have Kel's full explanation. Well, do you want to chip back to that while he's looking, or I don't know how close to you there, Justin? Okay, you read that silently. Mm -hmm. Ricka drops a... Uh, uh, Switches to her war axe in one hand, shield in the other. With a mighty battle cry, she uh, she yells. I can't do it. What's her voice? Give me a primer for her voice. Die, old ancient nemesis of the dwarves, Kazad el Menu! To the dwarves, that means to war. She swings the axe and buries it deep into the heartwood of the oak, then twists, causing the wood to crack and splinter. The lightning sparks of her rage then explode with energy, splitting the tree in two. Ah, beautiful. As they slam to the ground, thud, thud, in different spots. Beetles just rain. Beetles just all over the place. Yeah, beetles yeah. <laughs> thrown from different parts of the tree. Again, it's terrifying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Remember, you can't split up your storm. When you do, you no. lose cohesion. They gotta get back together fast. Oh my god. Uh, amazing. Beetle falls ten feet. That's super Anga cannot talk. Oh! Uh, the so children scream oh, yeah. when the weasel comes in. And <laughs> it, it tries to talk with weasel. And <laughs> the child outside uh, jumps off of the vine, wades through the vines, and goes back in through the hole, knife knife bared. Come, uh, uh, come, come down, Nalado! <laughs> it's with us! Yeah, Drusen seeing through her eyes too, so he says. Nay, nay, relax, child. It's a, it's a pet, it's a pet. There's murder in that child's heart. First bites. First red bites. And now a weasel is best. The blood wrath has taken him. He's tasted victory. So she wants to follow the blood trail with All a right. keen smell. She easily dodges the, the children's like clumsy attempts to try to smash her with the candlestick and the, uh, uh, what's the other thing? Oh yeah, the, the, the fire, fire, the fire, fire poker, poker and finds, um, they couldn't smash this weasel. Finds a, uh, a child, uh, sort of middle of the age between them, call it six years old, uh, um, bleeding from the arm, uh, with a very, um, like a shirt sort of wrapped around it. It's a terror. It, it actually, it's a field dressing. You know? It's a field dressing and it's, it's pretty respectable. Um, and uh, around aggressive it. children. But it is bleeding through. It is bleeding through, and uh, and the kid is crying with a uh, with another older kid called eight years old. 
uh, uh, just sort of like holding the kid and watching the gate and then brandishing, this is the one with the, with the, uh, candlestick. Brandishing candlestick at the weasel, uh, as he, as Olga yeah. uh, comes into the kitchen. Not a fan of children. Uh, even she's like an immortal <laughs> dryad like, spirit. She's so exhausted. Uh, dryads are never children. They just come from trees, fully grown. And so she just rolls her eyes, um, and then just like scurries down beneath the floorboards. Um, but <laughs> Drustin says... Which, give those children nightmares for the next six years of their lives. Drustin <laughs> yeah. just says to Moth, <laughs> uh, and like guides him to where the, the child is. He says to like Baron and Moth, like, the child's hiding over there. And, like, tells them where the last child is. Bleeding through needs help. Yeah. There. Is, is uh, injured children. I'll stay with the parents. Uh, Pern hustles his way into the house. And, uh, says, Peace now, children. Peace. It's, uh, it's your old Uncle Bern. Not that we've ever met before. <laughs> that I know you are your parents. But on this day, and from henceforth, I shall be your uncle. Ah. Our parents are dead? No! They're alive, and they're hale and hearty. But they're injured, and you need to come with us along with them. We're taking you all back to town. It's not safe here. Gather your things, and uh, come with me. We must get you and your parents to safety. They all uh, look to the oldest of the quarterlings. The knife wielding one? Wielding the knife, and he... uh, Divine Blight Slayer. He he looks and he says, he he just nods to them, siblings speaking to each other without words. Words not needed. Have you got a cart? Uh, Hand cart or something? Your parents are unconscious and they need to be carried. He says, uh, yes, yes, in the um, that was a barn. Barn, yeah, in the barn. One of you who knows the way, show me. And uh, the rest, go to your parents. Second oldest kid uh, run runs out with you, and, uh, and we uh, hustle over there. And the other two are, uh, hel- uh, they're helping the, the injured kid. Uh, before we leave, Drusen takes out Hamish, and he points him at the pile of Remind lights. me who Hamish is? The, the twig light. light. Right. And he says, <laughs> uh, I mean, he says close to him, if you ever try to turn against us, this will be you. It's thrashing yeah. at you. Oh, oh, he thinks he's most fascinating. But it's a baby twig blood. Yeah, yeah. And he's basically, it's like when you rub your dog's nose in a pile uh, in a puddle of pee. Uh, <laughs> I tried to do that once. I got my hand fucking bit hard. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Like, bit through the fingernail, like a hole in my fingernail. It was unpleasant. Me and that dog. And not, Sam learned something terms. that day. Yeah. Yeah. The dog's like, you're trying to teach me a lesson here. And really, truly wise people learn from the mistakes of others. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, he basically says, like, uh, so don't try anything, you little one. And then he stuffs him back in his bag. It says, I can be your bag. And then you see a needle pierce through your bag. Yeah. Oh, my thumb. I should have listened to Baron when he went Right through the nail. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we head back to town with the children and yeah. the Hawkland adults. Yeah. yeah. And I figure they got a cart of some kind that we can just pull, Ricka or the hand cart between the two of them. Mule yeah. cart or something. I'm thinking like a hand cart because all the cows are dead. All um, the livestock's dead. Before we. Why is it also dead? There are no leave, living animals here. We saved them. Look, They'll starve to death this winter. I want to look at a couple of the creatures, not for like taking trophies or anything, but just kind of understand if they are 
basically, are they like more grown up versions of the Twiglites? Or are these an entirely different yeah, thing? Yeah, are they basically. Actually, what's I'll, the connection? I'll, I'll, keep it, I'll keep it nice and simple because without like trying to get crazy information, I just want to make sure that these are. They are of the same type of stuff. They are of the same their, origin. Yeah, they're, they're. Yeah, exactly. From the same place. Like, if we kill all the Twiglites. Yeah. No, it, um. As Scrimcoin just takes a couple minutes to look at these as, as you're you're gathering the getting the carts and doing all of that. It's uh it, it's immediately evident to Scrimcorn that yes, some of these uh, twig blights have uh, sort of grown into these other creatures. The awakened oak seems like the only one that is completely different. That was one of the trees. Like you can tell from the uprooted section where it got up, it was an oak tree. Mm. Um, some kind of magic. Uh uh, you know. Probably some sort of magic that animated it, but whatever magic did that is completely different from yeah, gotcha. uh, from whatever these twigs. Thinking about are. what I know about nature and magic and all that, um, to if we went and found so Drustin's thinking about this, think about what he knows. Uh, is it the kind of thing that these are all animated by the same source, or if we went and killed the thing that's birthing these twig lights, there would still be twig lights out in this area? Like that's a lot to just understand from having thought yeah, a field. Yeah, very. I'm on. Can he figure that out based on what he's seen so far? Yeah, you can. Um. Uh. uh Nature or Arcana. Investigate. Imagine Arcana. Putting together yeah, clues. Yeah, do an Arcana roll. Hey. Hey. Was it you? You don't want to look to it. Oh, did? Yeah, you have a. Uh, yeah, I'm looking right to you. Uh, you can't look at me on this one. Uh. Yeah, Dan brought you Dan brought you a sandwich. It's on the railing. Uh, yeah, I deserve that one. It's Where on the railing. You, you remember what I called up and said your sandwich is on the railing? Are you gaslighting? <laughs> Sorry. Greg makes Sorry. Don't worry, Ken. I'll make Greg drink a whole cup of hot sauce next time. Uh, what What did you say this was? Uh, uh, call it Arcana. Okay, uh, 16. Oh, pretty good. So, um, you don't, the, these, the awakened oak seem like an enchanted tree. You've, yeah. you've, you've, you've heard of that, Matt, you've seen mention of magic like that before. Uh, and, and your immediate assumption there is that it was a, a completely different thing and, and probably just would muddy up the thinking about it if you considered it one of the same. Uh, the twig blights themselves, they seem more like living, breathing creatures. Okay. Um, birthed magically, uh, perhaps, most likely. Um, especially based on the experiments that you saw uh, down below, but it does seem like once once created that these that these creatures are uh, are creatures themselves. Like kill the necromancer and the zombies. All yeah, unnatural, but uh, okay, yeah. So but on the right once back. created, could you call that natural? Or on the right. walk back says, "Can uh, be an aberration." Question is, will they breed? Yeah, we should find the source of these. Uh, Cutting the roots won't kill them all, but hopefully it will stop more from coming out. And all um, It's a wild guess, but my suspicion is it's Balak. We saw the weird things he was doing down there. Either he was making them or he was researching or something. Um, Streamcorn will, will lag behind if, he, if they need to, because it's more important people kind of like get the family kind of out of here. But so he's he's if if it's time crunch then he'll say you guys go on I'll catch up ahead. <laughs> Do um, we loot the farm? Uh, no, no, no. Um, uh, though tempting. Clean um, up the granary. Uh, uh, or maybe just that's some wholesome barley. Just 
plant some Good beer making there. Plant some mushrooms. Load it up on the cards. Put some put some mites in their uh, silos of grain. Um, uh, <laughs> fields, you know. The blessing of Scrimcorn upon your farm. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what he does want to do without following the tracks outside of the the general area. general farm area, because who knows they could circle around. But he just wants to get from the farm. He wants a track. Not this guy, but the twig lights and vine lights. Did they come from one general direction? Did they mm. come from all directions? Mm. Or basically, is it like, no, they all definitely came from the north? Yeah. Once you just look at tracks. Trying to. Like I said, okay. I'm not following them. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't even take. Uh, uh, y- you can do it easily. You can roll it if you want, just for fun. But you can yeah. Su- good dice count. Your passive succeeds. Cool. Um, passive perception, actually. Uh, maybe I guess to kind of investigate. Uh, there's a whole different wilderness thing is uh, survival we'll tracking survival. specifically. Survival that, has and that's its own thing. my best skill, so that's why I track. Yeah, so um, yeah, you can see they came from different places. Different places. Okay. Yeah, this is not a like a march from one place. Uh, like they didn't no. come from the Citadel. That's, but you're that's, seeing that would be the you're seeing straight marches from their directions, like. Like, they came here in a straight line. Like, every tra- okay. every track that you just follow for, you know, like, 50 yards just to, like, see if it came from the same direction, you see that they, like, beelined from wherever they were. Scrimcorn jogs to catch up to the party, if need be, um, and kind of relays this. It's, it's, it's very disconcerting. It'd be a lot easier if there was a hive or a roots that we could cut. These creatures are unnatural and might be an infestation. Of the feeling, if the adult child is being kept in a, a grove of sorts, then that might be the source of uh, these twig blights. What say you, Hamish? <laughs> well, that means he likes my plan. On my face. <laughs> oh, stop ripping at the oh, sidebags, Hamish. I threw the nail. <laughs> Not the nail. Not a nail. I, though there might be other twig blights about... I feel that it would be in our uh, in the town's interest if we went straight to the, the root of the problem. <laughs> well, after we make a bypass in town, these kids need somewhere safe to stay and their parents as well. They I will say, ye, ye young'uns, that was some mighty fine fighting I saw in there. Some bravery I have not seen in many a year. Good on you. Much uh, older, much older folk have fled... <coughs> fled uh, in terror where you stood your ground. The quarterling with the knife, he's sitting in the cart, being pulled. Uh, pulled by Mark and Ricka, let's be clear. It's a hand cart. They're yeah. just pulling a cart. Yeah. yeah. It's, okay. it's a, a minor, a minor constitution. And uh, <laughs> and he's just sort of sitting there staring off into space. Uh, at, well, he's, he's staring at his, at his knife and just sort of like Picking at it and checking it. Got some green goo on it. <laughs> and, Never uh, breaking eye contact with And blocks. just staring. It looks like he could fall asleep easily. Yeah. He seems exhausted. Perhaps we should get them to the uh, Hugh Krell when... Oi, but there's one more conversation to be had. Why? <clears throat> yeah, she's a mother. And take care of him. Okay. <laughs> Or to the gnome mistress. I don't know. Mark doesn't disagree. He says, oh, she has the resources to take care of an extra mouth. He says, (laughs) and we're not leaving town without a conversation about our contract. Because all of this madness is far beyond what we bargained for. If we're going to clean up this entire mess, it's worth renegotiating. Oi, 
You there, young'un. You have friends in town. Anybody you know, friends you could stay with, anything like that? Uh, prepubescent halfling voice, please, Craig. <laughs> <coughs> Hard left. Your parents just need some rest, but they'll be okay. Um, um, um. He's both stammering, and I'm stammering to come up with the voice. Um, or any of the other kids who feel like responding. I mean, they're all. Hey, Mister. Do you want some candy? <laughs> he says, oh, oh, "Man, I'm trying to think about what a kid's life would be in a small." Town in a medieval era where they work on a farm. Very simple. I imagine there's. How far are they from town? Maple dances and fruit contests. Also, probably like a little bit of curiosity about the outside world, depending. Is depending on the kids. Also, probably. Take me with you, Mister. Also, obviously, excuse me. Probably also experienced some racism from the uh, human controlling factions of town. Yeah, he. uh... He says, uh, my, our cousin is in town. He, he has, uh, is a tailor. How big's his house? His name's Erky Timbers. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I thought he was an adventurer. I miss him oh, so much. Oh, no. <laughs> he promised he Wait, Erky was he's a no. He's a halfling. I know. It's the same name, just coincidence. <laughs> Uncle Erky, he's my rock. He really, without him, I would just be... Uh, he's like, nuts. My uncle, uncle, um, <laughs> I don't know. Calvin Hockland. I need to open up my random Calvin name Hockland. generator every time. Galvin Hockland. Yeah. Galvin Hockland. Galvin Hockland. Galvin Hockland. Galvin. 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 Hockland. Okay. Cousin. We <laughs> dropped him off at the Taylors. Okay, yeah. Actually, they yeah. seem pretty... How big's the tailor's house? Is this a small shack? Does he have room for two people and some kids? If not, I'm gonna go put these people at the inn for a week. The adults? Yeah, like the house, the uncle's house. Is this a big house? I mean, they need medical attention. Oh yeah, we should drop them off at the gnome priest. Right? They're gonna wake up. They're literally unconscious from stabbings. But they're stabilized. I mean, it's like being asleep. Just leave them in the park. Oh you can do whatever you want. I, I thought you were going to take him to the town healer, or priest, or something. Yeah. You can do whatever you want. You the the tailor will bring them to where they need to be. The tailor knows more about this town than we do. All right. Yeah, I mean, you could Freaking. drop them off and be yeah. like, we saved their lives, but it's your problem. Yeah, we knock on the door. That's fine. When the tailor yes. opens it, Drustin says, uh... My lord! <laughs> yeah, he says, indeed? Uh, you're... Cousins were attacked by uh, the the tree blights that have been blighting the area. My God, are they dead? And he nay. runs over to the cart. They they're stabilized. No, they'll they'll uh, they just need some rest. They should wake up within the hour. No medical attention. You're welcome. He They've says, had the blessing of Moradin. Their wounds will not be fatal. Yes. Yeah. Your doing? Uh our doing. It's. He looks to each of you and, and sees scrimcorn and sees oil vein and uh, uh, and he raises his eyebrow and he says he says I can't thank you enough he says I didn't even know there was a problem what happened tell me everything he says come in come in for some for some uh, tea halfling tea short rest time let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I'm sure. All right. Need a short he one. makes some tea and provides you some smoke leaf. Oh. And uh, halfling leaf. Most welcome. <laughs> and half the size. Everyone knows halflings are potheads. But he says, <laughs> I'm just, he says, I'm a, uh, he says, uh, says, we'll have to pass it. I do not have enough pipes. He says, pipes are plenty. If you've got the the leaf. And he uh, uh, he opens up a little. <clears throat> Wooden box. Everything's oak here. A lot would, of things. I are would wood. imagine in no time at all you have yeah. at least four dwarven pipes puffing. I don't yeah. know about the elves though. <laughs> Scrimcorn's more of a pungent incense man. <laughs> I'm not trying to push you off. No, see, Scrimcorn is. He wouldn't have a pipe. He'd have like a bong. Like if he was going to do anything, it'd be like some really elaborate contraption. It would be the most expensive a, thing he owns. It's made of a victory do. Literally an instrument. You don't right, have to smoke out of it. Made of a rotten branch. Smelling like rotted branch. Aged in like. He like pours out a rotten apple or something. No smoke is ever the same. Oil Vance trying to bone hits off. Too. Yeah, Oil Vance okay. catches the pack. Hey, come on. Honestly. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that seems more like it's hard to get it because it's, well, it's today, angle. Go exactly. it's, all, it's all aesthetic. He's <laughs> like, I can't. It's empty. It's actually filled with hay. I don't worry. Uh, while we're sitting <laughs> around. <laughs> all right. Yeah, you tell him the story. Yeah, you know, smoke's still in the area. Uh, Drustin turns to the eyes and he does not look as relaxed. In fact, he's kind of fidgeting a bit. Grandpappy's pipe. Keeps going out and keeps relighting it. For an exile, you took a lot of grandpappy stuff with you. Just the pipe. <laughs> oh, I guess you talk about it's, it. A it's lot. not grandpappy's yeah, it's cord. <laughs> Just for backstory, a lot, a lot of weird shit. Like, no. <laughs> he has taken a lot from tombs. Dwarven family history question. Uh, we've earned this. So Scrimcorn's not asking, but you guys have talked about it. Um, is grandpappy Amberhelm? Yeah, Adric Amberhelm. Is he dead? No. 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 Okay. That's the grandpappy. He is the current. Yeah. So he's still running the currently show. He's, he's the Pater Familius. Young he's wife. the clan current patriarch of elder. He's land. old. He's over 300, right? Yeah. He's, he's, he's old. old for even a dwarf. Yes. Okay. So he's, All right. Okay, but he says, uh, Coulson's friends, boy living. Oh. Uh, <laughs> We're still getting to know each other. We're still getting to know each other, man. Oh, fuck. Uh, that means Bear Jaw's a friend. Easily. Bear Jaw's easy to get to know. He is half drow. It's always going to be a little bit of something. Uh, he says, uh, Cousins, friends, I hope you don't mind me calling you that. Uh, he says, uh, there's something I want to tell you before we go back down into the Sunless Citadel. You already told us about Simon. Fox kicks a large bag in his pipe and just kind of like the smoke just curl around his head and kind of backs up into the smoke a little bit. Wait, cousin. Wait, was that noise? What more do you have to tell us this day? He says, uh. I want you to know, in case the worst happens down there and I don't make it back out, I've never told you, and I assume you haven't heard the reason that I lost my name and was exiled from the Delvinar clan. I'm cousin, sure you've had your guesses. Cousin, we all have secrets in our past and things that we're not particularly proud of. And, uh, it wasn't uh, 
my <clears throat> best judgment will set me on the path that I walk today either. So if you would prefer to keep it to yourself, it can be your business. So but if you've, uh, if you must, I'll listen. I've kept it to myself for these 15 years. Uh, the secrets is beyond me, Colson. It affects all of us dwarves. This is just before my 50th or my... What was the word? <laughs> oh yeah, we have Quinn a word. Quag. We have a word. Quaginarian. Yeah. Just <laughs> before my Quaginarian. That's 50th birthday. Mm. It's a special event in uh-huh. culture. Now anyway. Yeah. You know my mother? You know she was planning I... some fabulous big event for us. For me, never mind what I'd prefer. She was a bit of a socialite, as I recall. Aye. Wonderful, oh. wonderful woman. Oh. Good parties, excellent snacks, or oh. appetizers. Terrific hostess. Aye, good ale. Mother. <laughs> uh, he says, uh, it had been long in planning, and uh, all sorts of folks were coming in for the party. Uh, your son Delg was coming in. Oh, aye. Our, our uncle Faldirk. Mm. Listeners will remember Faldirk from the Dwarf special episode. Uh, but only podcast listeners, only because it was never live streamed. It was never live streamed. He says, Uncle Falric and I had always been close. He always took me on adventures deep beneath Duntelgrim. There was all sorts of ruins down there. The drow and the illithid left all kinds of secrets and tombs and cairns. So in honor of my birthday, he took me on a bit of a, of a walkabout down there. And, uh... Well, you know, we went down, down beneath the cairns of, of Delvenar. You know, our grandmama Rirabeth is buried at Delvenar. Mm. She's entombed there many times. I went to her shrine as a lad. Sorry, I thought you were saying she was entombed many times. <laughs> She's entombed <laughs> many times as practice. I well, heard Gondolgrim does have a problem with the undead. I have a religion family. Ah, he says, uh... We decided to explore some of the older tombs, some of the old cairns, uh, some of the drow cairns, and some of the old, old, old dwarf cairns. Your grandmother was buried there long before dwarves were uh, were uh, were uh, uh, thrown out of Gontum Grim the last time, or or since since you've sure. returned. <laughs> I'm not sure of the timeline. No, I think that's your more bloodline recent. goes back many generations. This is then. our shared grandma. Oh, okay. Dear yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha, okay. The one who was the mother the, of seven. Yeah. Yep, okay, then I'm given. Yeah. Uh, no, but there are, there are older, an older uh, relatives buried there. We went On to your ex- mother's side. Aye, and we went exploring a boat. Um, and then, deep, deep beneath the Gontokgren, we came to a new stone door. Dwarven craft with nary a handle. Or lock upon it. However, when we laid our bare hand upon it, the door opened. And beyond we found yet another cairn. A second cairn to our grandmother Lirabeth. Oh, that's unusual. Aye. At the centre, a beautiful carving of her, a statue of her in, in flawless marble. And all around the walls were carved... In the verse, a mourning verse for her. Common practice of the dwarves to have poems honoring the dead. He says, however, the walls had been greatly damaged, as if someone had taken a hammer to them. We could only read three parts of the verse. But what we've read haunts me to this day. 
use a dramatic pause. Throng throng stuffy. Anyways. The first part of the verse was about Aldric at the end of a long battle, mourning the death of his first wife. We've all heard stories mm. of Sigrun, his battle wife. And he was mourning her death in battle when something approached her. The name was carved her. Sigrun, his battle wife. Oh, first wife. First wife. No kids. No kids. That we know. Uh, the name had been carved away by a great hammer blow, but this figure offered Adric a deal. The figure offered seven strong daughters to give Adric everything he wants. Victory over his foes. Treasure in his coffers. Enough family to fill all the holes of all the mountains. And the cost, the price... It said, was the death of his true love. Then the next parts of the verse we could have read was a list of all the deeds of all his daughters. Of course, we know of the deeds. The foes slain, the alliances made. The, the treasure, treasure uncovered. The treasures found, of course, cousin. But after each deed, it repeated the question, was this worth the price? Over and over. And then finally, we could read the very end of the verse. And it said, described the death of Grandma Lirabeth. Not as she died, but it said it was a price to be paid. And furthermore, it said the deal maker, whoever this was, was not satisfied with only her, her life, but also wanted to take her legacy. And finally, at the end was the signature of he who had carved the verse and cousins. It was our grandpappy Adric himself who had carved the verse upon the walls of the second tomb to our grandmother. Uncle Feldrick thought that this secret should not be spread. He swore me to secrecy, but cousins, I couldn't keep a secret from my parents. I went that night and told them what I had found. And on the day before my 50th birthday, my parents met me, and Delg was there acting as a priest. Aye, he'd just been made an acolyte on his 50th. Or, no, he was older than 50 then. Uh, 90. And in a quiet ceremony, rather than celebrating my 50th birthday, they stripped me of my name and exiled me from the clan. And for the last 15 years, I've been wandering this world, going from ruin to ruin, seeking more answers. I'd heard, in fact, that Adric, long, long, long before his rise to fame, had camped with a band of dwarven warriors in the Sunla Citadel. In fact, cousins, that's why I came here. I was happy to see you, and I was happy to get money for exploring, as it were, seeing as how I'd spent my last on some incense. <laughs> <laughs> but, Expensive stuff, that! But finding that scroll shows me that... We are on track to find out more. There is some rot in the story of our clan. Cousins, I wanted you to know about this in case my journey ends here. Mock takes a, a great puff on his pipe. 
slowly letting the smoke kind of billow out around his expressionless face. And as is, with dwarven <coughs> culture, he looks to Baron, an elder cousin, to say first. To speak first. <laughs> that's some, uh... That's some serious stuff there. That's what I got my first reaction. Like, uh... Goodness. <laughs> oh, I'm heading home. How does Justin look as he's relaying this story? Like, has he told this story? Yeah, he to is other like visibly people? shaking. No, yeah. he, this is this. I mean, the last time he told the story might he be was he was exiled for saying. Literally, maybe he told Sir Mandor. He probably told Sir Mandor, but Sir Mandor <laughs> yeah. did not understand. Sir Mandor <laughs> held him as he wept. Yeah, he was like, "What of it? I don't know my parents." Samandar was born in a brothel. Making sure I'm understanding this. Adric met somebody with whom he made a deal, and in exchange for his first wife's death, he would be given a second wife who would give him lots of daughters, who would give him lots of fame and treasure and power and whatnot. And now that thing wants to take away those sort well, of I think the legacy the halfling, of the bargain the, the halfling yeah. see Adam Last he says uh, he, he's like sitting like a little bit outside the circle puffing his adventures but we were all supposed to have like a chill smoke together yeah and he's saying <laughs> he's saying boy you sure know how to have a smoke sesh and he says he says my interpretation from the ver- from the verses is that uh, is that this was uh, after his first wife's death, his battle life, as I you called it, and uh, in his moment of grieving, perhaps it contributed to him taking a deal from uh, such an obviously sinister uh, force who would, uh, the only sort of thing in this world that would offer such a, uh, uh, such a horrible, that would request such a horrible cost for any favor is uh, surely something you would never do, deal, never want to deal with. I certainly would not. At the time, I think he thought that he says, I'm sorry if I'm misstepping, but you're in my house. <laughs> he says, Yeah, I think uh, I guards him as, and, and hears him through. At the time, I think he thought that Sigrun was his true love. We all knew his love for Grandma Lirabeth. <laughs> two dwarves were nearly made to be together as they two. I think he never considered that he would find such a love in his life. That was a true love that, whose life was eventually paid to the dealmaker. At least that's my interpretation of it. Interesting. He says, it's ambiguous for sure. He says, if only the whole poem hadn't been destroyed. <laughs> I Was the person's name he made a deal with, was it a long name or a short name? Oh, he uses... <laughs> yeah. A like, long how name. much wool <laughs> did it take? Uh, he actually <laughs> uses minor illusions to create a little version of the wall. Uh, and oh, you see that it is so damaged that, like, even the dwarven stuff they could read was half chipped away and they had to uh, kind of make interpretations of it. Mm-hmm. So it could have been a long name. It could have been a description of the person. Like, it, the verse wrapped around all four walls and was so damaged by all these wild hammer swings that yeah. hardly any of it can be read. Um, I wonder who did the hammering? First, first glance, somebody with not a small bit of power. He says... You know, he says, <clears throat> any I anyone can swing a hammer. He says, but one look at the at the masonry here, and we're talking of, of someone who knows how to swing and knows how to swing at stone. Probably a dwarf then. 
a warrior ad- ad- adventure. Adric? Perhaps he regretted putting all this down in writing? <laughs> but, <laughs> what? But if Adric did, sounds like your, your grandpappy would be powerful enough to do away with the, the entire region. To completely erase the evidence, <coughs> as opposed to just a little bit. But maybe it's the the entire second tomb existing at all meant that he wanted to honor her in the truth of her death. Perhaps it is a, a internal struggle within him that he wants to honor who she really was and what her death really meant. But uh, but he hates himself so much for taking the deal that he, in a fit of rage, took a hammer to it. Maybe it wasn't to destroy the evidence, but simply a, uh, but simply a, uh, well, Wait. well, a horrible night, I would, I would say. Dwarves had a long live, perhaps he made it once and got angry and came back and... Mark cut, cut through a little bit the conversation with his volume and says, Dresden, your, Scandalous mo- your, to be mother, sure. your mother Vistra and my mother Gretchen have been close all of their days, and I know her to be a good and honorable woman, socialite or not. She's a she's a dwarf through and through. I do not understand why, for 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 speaking your mind and the truth, she would send you out on the day before your quinquagenarian. <laughs> he says it just doesn't make sense in my head. It's not it, it's not true to her kind, nor to her family. Well, it's my wife's birthday. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he says that uh, it, it's haunted me all this time. Nary a word. My mother you... loved me. <laughs> she she coddled me all my life. But being exiled means that other people have to know the truth. Because otherwise, to to find root, you have the evidence. There's certainly something there. Shroomcorn is Shroomcorn in. In such a recreational circle, uh, chews on dried mushroom. But what evidence is there? No scream. There's nary an evidence. If 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 Faldark and Drusen were the only to know, and they sent them away, there is there isn't any forces in, in the in uh, beneath the, the, the beard of Morden that would let Drusen re-enter Gontolfgrim. The, the, to be exiled is not to be exiled by a small group. His name will be known throughout the the, the entire kingdom. He says. He says other. Uh, see if if Falder doesn't uh, says uh, says nary a thing of this. The information is lost. But if his name is known, have Rick there been other? Sorry. Yes. You know. You go. You, you. Have there been other dwarves? Fine. My throat's been too clear. Ricka. Have there ever been dwarves? Other dwarves exiled. I there's doors exiled. It happens time to time, but rarely. It's a rare Rika thing. Rika slams her fist on the table. Chris is like crack in the wood table. Terrible guess. <laughs> Bad guess. Oi, auntie, bad form. It's not your table. <laughs> she says, "What was your what mother's name?" Vistra. Vistra. Her sister. Even if Vistra oh, yeah. wouldn't. Uh, her stepsister. Even if my sister Vistra would not uh, exile you, I would not put it past Adric. And she looks to each of you. She says, I know him better than any of you. Fair. But how well do you know him yourself? His life is shrouded with rumor. 
<coughs> and uh, dwarves other than the four of us have spent their lives telling his stories and, 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 and singing his songs. And half of what I hear can't be true. He's more a legend than many dwarves dead generations have passed. He says, maybe a legend is... Maybe... Ah, maybe a legend is all he... All he is. I can't do a female version of an accent that I'm terrible at doing. Keep rolling, man. You, you ah. get there. <laughs> uh, just pitch it up a few octaves. Ah. Bring back down. Stop, stop. I think Alto, that's a brand new Alto. Stop, stopping it out. Oh! Oh! Ricky, you okay? Oh! Maybe a legend is all he is? Maybe a legend is all he is? He, uh, he says, I did not grow up, uh, he says, I did not grow up with him, uh, under the same stories that you were all told. Uh, it says, it says, your grandmother, your grandmother, uh, your grandmother was long dead by the time I entered this world. He says, he says, these stories I hear, they are not who he is now. Uh, knowledge got me into this situation, but cousins, I believe knowledge can bring me back to the family. The scroll I found within the Sunless Citadel mentions Karundukar. That's before any of the stories we were told about Grandpappy. Perhaps if we can find the origins of Adric Anderhelm, Amberhelm, that treasure itself, the birthplace of our clan, bringing that back to the clan can earn me back in. And what, overthrowing Adric? Nay, nay, Exposing nay. him to be a fraud? I mean, the man's still alive, still head of the clan. He wields great power and respect and authority. So that's what Adric did? I may not agree with, cousins. But to see my mother and my father again, and my cousins and all my friends. So as even I would stay silent for that, I wasn't even given the option. You... <clears throat> you feel that it perhaps wasn't your family behind your exile, but others what made them do it. Every day, I pray it so. Well, cousin, we found this artifact, and it is our family, so I'll journey with ye. But before, I must clobber these cobwebs and get me coin! <laughs> <laughs> so, enough of this sitting around smoking pipes while, while this village gets turned upside down and the entire, uh, entire mistress is jeopardy. Scrim! Let's after it! Uh, <laughs> this is bad timing. Uh, thought we were going to be here for longer. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't time this high right. It's just kicking in now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, real talk. Maybe we just does start to kick in and then maybe need to wait for a while longer. I mean, Elvin, oh Elvin and Dwarven uh, physiology has got to be remarkably different. <laughs> Correct. And the dwarves are like, let's go and fight! Based Scrimcorn. on Scrimcorn's demeanor and... You just gotta shake your head like, Alright, let's do it! <laughs> and his and him forming into swarms, he might be like, low-key eating his mushrooms all the time. <laughs> you, don't, you don't really know. There's a lot of psychological damage I mean, that he's self-medicating against he's... constantly. Oh my <laughs> God. I mean, if you were to describe Scrimcorn as high-functioning... Against any other thing. Yeah, that's, that's, that's you know... That's, a high-functioning what, though? Exactly. That's the question. He's a high-functioning scrim. You're like, he's <laughs> high-functioning in spite of clearly a lot of things. Um, 
What keeps him going? Is a is a cocktail. Cousins, I may have uh, been exiled from my family, but we have a chance to bring together another one. That adult child is down there somewhere. We well, are. maybe dead, but maybe alive. Yeah, optimism. I like it. <laughs> Let's go get him. Or her. Let's go get her. I maybe the paladin or the ranger. I don't know. We yeah. have to find hide or hide. adventurers. They knew what they were getting into. Mark says. I'm not usually the most charitable of dwarfs, but I've had three beers and a lot of elven hash. And we've already saved one family. So the words that you're saying, Dresden, I'm hearing you. I mean, yeah. No, go ahead. No, you go ahead. You, no, I was just going to agree, but go ahead. <laughs> you know, so I'm going to finish the job and figure about kobolds if we're going to get money or something like that. I don't care. Let's find that kid first. Dead or alive. I mean, is everybody alright? <laughs> oh, I could use a walk. <laughs> Some fresh air. It's like a couple hour walk down to the Sunless Citadel. Yeah. What are you going to um, talk to somebody first about them oh. kobolds? Yeah, we should definitely hint yeah. not to, you know, be much of a money grubber. Probably not a concern of yours, but perhaps also the twig blight menace, which we have a good idea of what the cause of that is. He says, uh, there's a there's a mayor of this town, not just the, uh... Ukrales. The Ukrales, but... Ukrales. I don't bloody know. He, he asks, they all, their names he, all sound the same. He turns to uh, their host and says, who's the mayor of this town? Who leads this, uh, this establishment? That's an interesting name. That's a good, good, good question. Uh, I got it right here. Mr. Oakhurst. Thomas Oakhurst. Werner Lang. Werner uh, Lang is the uh, mayor. Aye. What the name rings a bell now. He brought a, co- a, a twin blight corpse to him. Uh, Told him that was a cause right. of the issue was what, what was taking his castle. Shit. That means he had a voice. <laughs> <laughs> that won't be consistent. I feel like maybe he sounded just like you. I oh, think Sean Connery. That's so similar. Everyone here sounds the same. Well then, let's talk with Werner before we <clears throat> wrap up our business at the at the Citadel and see what state we leave this crazy town in. Okay. Let's keep it short. We don't need to haggle. We follow Mark. <laughs> Alright. Like Where are you headed? Werner. <clears throat> As you head out into the streets, you see that the more commotion has in this hour that you've been uh, up in the, uh, hanging out with the, the, the halfling cousin here. The kids uh, were, you know, entertaining themselves in the, in the room. They seem to have been in this house before. And the older kid's still just staring at that knife. He laid the parents. All the weed smoke is not helping. Uh, <laughs> he just he feels the edge. And, uh, it's cutting yeah, the the, and the parents have been laid down in the, in the, what's his name's bed. And, um, actually, it, isn't it after, mechanic-wise, but I think they would have popped up after an hour, and that's how long a short rest takes, so. Yeah, they were, they were, point. looked like they were starting to come to you, but you guys weren't here to. Yeah, blood loss and stabbing, you know, the yeah. recovery's gonna take a little more than an hour. So. It's a long rest. Also, emotional recovery. Um. They, uh, so yeah, but what you see is, uh, you see some commotion on the streets. There's, uh, um, someone being carried in a cart, a dead body. 
uh, of a, of a human who looks like stabbed up, got a bunch of little blood spots, and someone's like carting it through, and someone's saying, someone's saying, oh god, oh god, what happened? What happened? And they're like running across the street, uh, and uh, yeah, you know that uh, other farms were attacked all at the same time here. And heading on over to the Maybe town hall. Um, there's just a lot of commotion at town hall, and the mayor is there, and there's a small, like, uh, uh, collection of people saying, saying, You haven't done enough to stop the, uh, to stop these plants, and look what's happened! And it says, it says, it says, You had a chance to go out there and, 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 and cut these things down, cut all of them down! And then they, uh, someone looks and says, it's them! It's them! It's the adventurers! Oh, bloody hell, don't like the sound of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, oi, it's us! And what of it? We're here to offer us a, 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 a means to end your problems. He says, where it is, they, uh, they identified, they identified what the... Uh, what these what these creatures were? He says you had the information you needed to go and clear the countryside of them. He says you could have sent out the uh, sent out the guards, but you didn't because you sit up there in your in your in your in your throne. And he says I don't have a throne, and he says it's basically a throne. <laughs> Oi, we only gave him the information like two evenings past. He goes. And what have he done? Are you taking his side now? He says, I'm just saying. I thought you were here to help people. I thought that's what adventurers do. Yeah, I thought that's what adventurers do. Don't get involved. Don't get involved. Ooh, after that much beer and hash, not likely. Marcus, Marcus, everybody quiet! I run this town! And basically, uh, everyone shuts up for a second. Yeah, and he steps up next to the, uh, uh, next up to the, uh, the mayor. Seeing a genuine business opportunity. Yeah, they uh, <laughs> they, they clear a path of it. And he says, he says, you're a sleepy little town when we showed up two days ago. <clears throat> Seemed like it was a, it was an outpost with nothing going on but tumbleweeds and uh, and maypoles. But that that couldn't be farther from the truth. In our two days that we've been here, twig blights, t- uh, like living trees, kobolds, dragons, and a, and a fair amount more. He says, what kobolds? Wait, I need I need a voice for the mayor. Okay, I want to decide on a good voice for the mayor. Uh, what cobbles? What cobbles? <laughs> he says that one's news to me. He says, "Boy," he says, "They uh, <clears throat> the goblins weren't alone in, in the citadel. When the Ukrail sent us down to look for her adult children, we found many more threats that are waiting on your doorstep. And the question is, what do you want to do about it? Because we'll do not a thing and risk more of our lives and uh, without." Without fair compensation, where he says, he says, he says, we're here, we're here to uh, to protect you, and you can ask the, the halfling family, Hawk, Hawkland, Hawkland, uh, about that. He says, but uh, we're not here to, to die for a, for a town that we're we're uh, we're nary we're nary a member of. So you better think about uh, what what you need and, uh, and and ask us before we go down, because once we we uh, finish our uh, our business with the Ukrells, we're leaving this place, and that'll be your last chance to do business with us. Hmm. The, the mayor is looking wide-eyed and the crowd says, says, yeah, why didn't you hire them? He says, he says, they're willing to, to, to take care of all of our threats and you didn't even do it. And the crowd starts going crazy. Okay, so 
Uh, we're gonna roll dice here. Yeah. Um, Ooh, I'm jumping to the as I mentioned in game business mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago. There are guidelines for social interactions. Ooh. I want to, I want to assist him. I want to. Um, Ooh, give him I advantage. have poor so charisma. The, but the, I the way that, that works is it has you can't just oh, give it okay. to him. Okay. You've got to be interacting. And says, I get to decide yeah, yeah. if what you say and the way you act provides advantage or disadvantage. Shroomcorn. Uh, oh. So yeah, that, that's uh, it shouts out. He doesn't step up, but he shouts out. <clears throat> With significant, ah, with significant hazard pay, adventurers have already lost their lives. Erky Timbers, rest his soul. Oh, Erky Timbers. Oh, Erky. Oh, you too good for this world. Invoke his name for extra coin. Who else? Who else died? But none of the townspeople know Erky Timbers. Oh, I would. I think he had at least real. No, no, he specifically said he had been traveling. No, he's not from first. Yeah. I oh, no, will be using minor illusion as he's naming all these threats to make small illusions small enough to be obviously not real. Uh illusions of like this. extra effects of like kind of like a little like beam of light and yeah, like a visual aid. Fixed Actually, and like slowly rotate. You're going like the path of production assistant. Yeah, that is what <laughs> yeah, it is. It's fucking he awesome. takes out his his little uh, uh crystal labyrinth thing from the Swift Neblin. And, ding, and all these like rainbow reflections go and then whoosh, turn into a kobold, whoosh, turn into a dragon, whoosh, turn into a goblin as he's doing it using his minor illusion to add effect to his, uh, <coughs> his speech. PowerPoint. Zero point Next one. Next slide, please. <laughs> kobolds. Sir Mandor. Dragons. <laughs> Goblins. Sir Mandor definitely appears for a moment. He's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> All right, like nude on a bear. So rug. here's how the mechanics work <laughs> of a. There, there's some behind the scenes. Who the hell was on? There's some behind the scenes mechanics of uh, determining what the uh, starting attitude is, yeah. uh, which determines uh, difficulty checks and, and whatnot. So this guy's indifferent, so he's not friendly nor hostile. Yeah. Um, so he's indifferent um, to begin with. The conversation it just plays it out. So you're supposed to play out the conversation until we get to the meat of. The request has been made and the conversation has run its course in a role-playing fashion. And so, um, the attitude, it does say the attitude of a creature might change over the course of a conversation. If the adventurers say or do the right things during an interaction, mm. touching on a creature's ideal bond, uh, ideal bond or flaw, they can make a hostile creature temporarily indifferent or make an indifferent creature temporarily friendly. Mm. Uh, a gaff, insult, or harmful deed, blah, 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 we get it. Um, so whether the adventurers can shift a creature's attitude is up to the, um, DM. So, uh, so they uh, mock kind of left it off. We're not doing anything more. So there is a, a without a contract. I, no, no, I, I, I understand where I dropped mine off. Oh yeah, I understand where we are. Okay, I'm, perfect, I'm getting, getting perfect. through all the mechanics just so we can learn this for future interactions totally. as well. So determining characteristics. Here's a here's a very mechanically meaty part of how this can work. Okay. Because you don't necessarily. Um, no, uh, a creature's ideal bond or flaw, which True. you can specifically oh. prey upon to change their attitude. Yeah. Um, after interacting with a creature long enough to get a sense of its personality, traits, and characteristics through conversation, an, an adventurer can attempt... I don't know why they say adventurer, not character. An adventurer can attempt a wisdom insight check to uncover one of the creature's characteristics, and the GM sets the DC. A check that fails by 10 or more might misidentify a characteristic, so you should provide a false characteristic, or an event one, um, which also means that... It fails by 10 or more. Interesting. Yeah, <coughs> yeah it's hard um, to be thrown. 
Given time, uh, adventurers can also learn about a creature's characteristics from other sources. So I'm going to say that this is a pretty short conversation. You're seizing upon an opportunity. You're not here to learn from him and butter him up and get him to be friendly for a moment. Right. You're, you're really trying to use the advantage of the crowd here. So when the adventurers get to the point of the request, demand a suggestion, or if you decide the conversation is running the course, you call for a charisma check. Any character who has actively participated in the conversation can make a check. Okay. Okay? Um, so depending on how they handle the conversation, persuasion, deception, or intimidation skill might apply to the check. So in this case, um, I'm going to call, uh, uh, I'm going to call persuasion or intimidation. Okay. Uh, but, uh, the people that participated in the conversation were Scrimcorn and, uh, Mock. Okay. No one else jumped in. I pitched a little bit of something at the beginning. I thought I said something. I don't remember what I said, but... What did you say? Would my minor illusions help at all? Um, yes, but not... I, don't know what that I said true we nice. gave him the information two nights past. That's true. Yeah. That was all I said. So, you didn't really so <laughs> do you... Scrim, do you have... I mean, I'm happy. I'm plus zero. On, on all charisma, everything, and I have no training in any of those skills. Uh, do you? I feel like you're the one negotiating. If, yeah, if, 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 if it's all even, I definitely want to be the one to yeah. roll. I think you I, should be I the one to roll. Yeah, Jumped yeah. In uh, you're, you're running this, and no, no, Scrimcorn is not uh, can in any way to face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, can, you, can you wait? Can you intimidate? Or? I can intimidate, yeah. Oh, interesting. Wait. Okay, well, but you haven't said so much. Scrimcorn was specifically trying to play support role. Though. Like, it's one of those things, like, he could have intimidated. Because he's like, hey, I'm a drought. And everyone's like, fuck! <laughs> so, I'll be like, like a, a dragon ate my arm. I feel like Oilvade, you, you can figure this how you want. Like, may show wisdom in when to insert himself. Mm. Uh, despite being, again, much more charismatic. Potentially. Um, but potentially. the conversation did play out. And, and, and sure. the role-playing of the conversation is, is the driving force here. So people that... Well, I, I, I want to leave the door cracked open if Casey wants to get in. I'm not trying to limit, unless now is the time. I'm good. Now is the time or leave it. Okay. Unless you have something to add, I'm going to throw those dice. Go ahead. I don't... Yeah. Right, oh, hey, hang on. Roll with advantage. Okay, I'm going to roll my other one. For, uh, you're rolling with advantage. Um, so I want the crowd to provide yeah. a substantial thing. Um, the problem is... Uh, I think the crowd would give them advantage. I think that's fair. Yeah, but so should Scrimcorns. Uh, so, sh so should your thing. Oh, you yeah. know, I want to honor both of it. Well, you only get one advantage. I mean, that's multiple sources of advantage just give you advantage. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, mm -hmm. and then that is not satisfying, so I want it to be satisfying. I'm fine with it. Perhaps a flat perhaps yeah. some sort of bonus then. Yeah, maybe, it's, maybe it just becomes a flat bonus. They do or, tend to have bounded or, accuracy, actually, so they don't tend to get the rules super I, high. Can I make a suggestion in terms of, like, uh, uh, because advantage is, you, is, like, the de facto thing, they don't do as many just hard things, is you give advantage... And the extra help basically just, upon success, brings up the benefits of success a little bit more. So if it's successful, then yeah, whatever maybe. we get is... There are possibilities. It's lowering the DC, because yeah. this guy, this guy, while indifferent towards you, is uh, he's got more at stake with the, uh, with the townsfolk that are at his door here. So He's being shown yeah. he needs to do something about this problem. And saying, no, I mean, ah, you said there's exactly adventures. Right. Rather than build a relationship over time, we seize on a moment where he would be particularly forced to yeah. side with us. Alright. Do that. Let's do the roll with advantage. I mean, I, I threw my dice, and I, I I don't back up on a dice. I got an 18 and a 16. Woo! Whoa. Whoa. Pretty, pretty Whoa. solid. Um, Fine. Now that's with the, with the end result. Well, he um, rolled twice, so that's so the advantage. That's my two. So we got so, 18. Uh, 18 is the total for me. Total. That's all right. <laughs> yes. I, I don't have any, any, any additional bonuses mm -hmm. here. You don't have a face. 
We have I I, I struck him. We, we struck on a circumstance, and I was very loud. I was blusterous in my approach. I thought it fit the circumstance. Well, we're gonna see. I got a plus one to persuasion because I felt it was important as a cleric to be able to say that yes, I can talk to people in the times of need. But I do have a negative one to charisma, (laughs) (laughs) so it it evens out. So I have plus one persuasion is what is what I have. So I'm I'm better than nothing. All right. So the mayor, Monsieur the mayor, he looks to you a little bit of. Look of frustration in his eyes. We both. He know looks what and we're he doing. sees this visual aid of the horrible things that could. It was. It was the bad things, right? Yeah. The, fall. the kobolds, goblins, the goblins, <laughs> goblins, twig lights, dragons. Like we're sitting here in the midst Trans. of a town calamity. Yeah, and uh, and he looks and wide-eyed with that, and um, and then his eyes narrow a bit more, and he's a politician. He knows when he's being politicked, and he looks out. And he says, uh, he says, people of Oak, people of Oakhurst. Now it's Nixon. People of Oakhurst. Like Sean Connery. Nixon's good. People of Oakhurst. People of Oakhurst. Oh, he, he says, he says, these adventurers did not come to me and, and, uh, and offer their services. They came here for the Hukrelis. He says, they put out a contract and these adventurers answered it. They gave us a uh, information about the twig blights uh, that we have uh, that we have been in actively investigating. It says uh, your accusations that we've been doing nothing are uh, completely false. He says that being said, now that these uh, that these brave souls have come forward offering services to the town, we will of course accept this and uh, and open our town coffers to. Uh, to pay for some protection for the town. He says, he says, please come into my office and we will work out the details, uh, it says, with my master of coin, which I assume I have as yeah. a mayor of a small town. <laughs> it might be him. You're not, you're not I call him master of coin. He's really been around. This, this is a decent sized town with the services they have. Their name is Lilith and we've been married for 30 years. I <laughs> 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 haven't seen my wife. She's in well, charge of my bank account. Oh, you also have a master of coin. Happily yeah, married, ten years. I hear the dishes and she figures out the numbers. <laughs> uh, come in. Come in, he says. He says, we will solve this problem. What about the dead? He says, we'll solve the problem. Come on. Close doors. Rock follows the mayor. He, in fact, is not a politician. He's not going to use this to bandstand, even though... If I personally was there, I probably would. I don't know this. I'm not gonna lie. I would have probably got a little too drunk off the attention, and maybe added in a few eloquent flourishes at the top. Nice house. But that's not what Knockbot does. He doesn't do it this time. He probably wouldn't do it if he found Unlimited drinks in the end. All right. See how you speak my language. It is. Yeah, he brings you in. What's the mayor look like? And Tall they, dude, short dude, fat dude, skinny dude, angry eye patch, book. Nah, Denmark. he's a uh, he's a tall, a uh, well-groomed, um, sort of average build. Um, not not bad-looking guy. You know, he can afford to have like very 
uh, put together. Uh, you know, his hair is nicely. It styled. seems like mustache wax. Is, He's got wa- mustache wax. It seems like this is his profession rather than him just having a title, but also being like a farmer or something. Yeah, this like, seems to be his profession. Yeah. yeah, which is actually a little unusual for a town of the size. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it speaks to. Uh, it speaks again. All of this speaks to what the price should end up being. So it seems like they have resources on on hand. Um, and so, uh, he says, that little, uh, that little, <clears throat> the little show out there was, uh, um, was well done and not appreciated. He says, you will be paid, he says, you will be paid for your work for we find ourselves in a legitimate crisis and I was, uh, uh he says, and what I said out there was true. He says, we will hire you, um, uh, as... Uh, auxiliary work, not to conflict with your contract with the Hukrelis. He says, he says, but if you should find yourself in a position where you were able to eliminate some of the threats to this town, be they cobbleds, uh, uh, or, uh, cobbleds, or more of these tree blights, or bring us information, uh, significant information that can, you will be paid fairly for this work. He says, he says, and then I will ask you to leave this town. Mark says, well, our purposes are aligned. He says, we're here for business, and business is what we'll do. He says, as for, as for your, uh, your citizens, we've already had to protect some free of charge, so let's not say that this is purely unpleasant on just your side of the table, Mr. Mayor. But I think we can deal fairly with each other and be on our, good, uh, our merry way. Oi, everybody wants to live happily in peace and harmony and grow fat and rich and old. He, you see him like glance around his like town hall, which is pretty nice. And like, you can see easily the look on his face. He's like, (laughs) I'm already living that life and didn't need to pay you to have it, to continue having it. Oi, and the same for all the folks in your fine town. (laughs) He says, yes, of course, of course. Uh, <laughs> we just happen to find ourselves in common interest. We're heading down to this pit where the source of your troubles happens to lie, and we find ourselves in a position to be able to do something about it, and being the enterprising sort, thought we might come to an arrangement. He says, while you are down there, please do not do anything to jeopardize, uh, he says, our dealings with the goblins. He says, <laughs> he says, the summer, the winter solstice is in seven days time. And he says, uh, he says, and it is a period of, uh, it is an event of some, uh, of some great celebration in the town. And it is what we need right now. <clears throat> Mark says, tell me of your dealing with the goblins. He says, you do not know. He says, I've heard the stories of fruit and this and that, but... But, uh, w- w- what could we possibly do to disturb a magic fruit tree? Ridiculous. I mean, am I getting a deception check right here? <laughs> <laughs> uh, deception from who? What? From Mock is pretending he doesn't know anything about <laughs> the fucking fruit tree. As, as soon as he <laughs> says, don't mess with the goblins. Anything we say after that it's, it's is not, a bluff. It's not even it's just saying anything. I understand, I understand. Yeah. We're just going... <clears throat> 
But the, generally, no, the mechanics are going to come into play if, sure. if it's if it's uh, you're trying to convince no, something. Yeah. No, no, I, I, I look forward someone. to someone trying to Bannon says, not tell an untruth coming up. Uh, the goblins have been scattered. Bannon is goddamn honored. I'm just saying they were a threat to any and all. Uh, they certainly caused the death of one of the Hugh Krell's children and had no. Shame about it. Uh, their clan's been scattered to the winds. Um, Before we tell you what we know about the goblins and their rituals, what do you know about those apples? Um, Does Justin still have the ranch? He says... He says, One apple is available for sale by the goblins uh, once each at the summer solstice and winter solstice. A ruby red apple, I think ruby red, probably. Yeah, let's say ruby red. Apple at the summer solstice and an albino apple at the winter. Stream puts his hand says, One says, gives life, one takes it. He says, they fetch a high price. Whoa, I hadn't heard about that second one. Um, <laughs> Drustin brings out the rat with the apple-like tumors on it. He just takes it out? <laughs> Well, Bearjaw has it. Bearjaw's been carrying it. But Bearjaw's not with you right now. Oh, really? Well, it should be in the conversation. Thank God. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I can. God bless Dresden, but just flopping down a tumor in red. No, I like it. I like my business negotiation. But Bearjaw's legitimately not here. I don't want to okay. rob her character of contribution. Just want you to know. Dresden's like, what do you think of this? Well, I just want you to know that you stopped me from saying the line. I'm all about is these apples. Yeah. <laughs> I want you to know the price that you pay like in this. He takes out instead the, the oh. vial of brown liquid. Nasty brown liquid. Okay. And he says, I hate to tell you this, Mayor. But you may not like the source of these apples you're getting. We've been finding some pretty nasty stuff down there that they're using to grow the apples. Uh, and he describes the rat that they saw <clears throat> the apple-like tumors in it. He says, Son! He says, The apples we grow here are grow out of cow shit. I don't care what they fertilize the tree with. <coughs> Humans? Grim, you may have found a town that would welcome you <laughs> to your core. He says, he says, I do not, I do not understand what you're telling me here. He says, uh, it may, it may be eaten evil apples. Oi, Drusten. I says, didn't I just say that one of the apples causes death? Oh, true. True. <laughs> the winter apple, the albino apple, uh, is, is deadly. Ah. Truly, we we do not know the origin, the complete origins of these of this fruit. He says, uh, "My cousin speaks the truth that we've revealed some, but not all." He says, "But when we come back, we'll be able to spin you the entire yard and probably lay down a few cobbled heads to boot." So let's get on with our work. And why don't you restore order in your town, Mister Mayor? So what's to be the price then? Well, I don't know the price right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm, have to I'm booting that so we can. We'll do that fairly later. I mean, business-wise, I like the convers. I like the. I like the the narrative of the conversation up front. Yeah. Uh. Like I, I think in, in a true business negotiation, you would definitely demand prices up front. But like that, we don't need to do that. Like, well, hang on. So the the price for the Hugh Krells is what 125 for each of the signet rings. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so 
that's that gives us a ballpark of what someone cares about something in this sort of someone cares award. about their children yeah being brought back home in a good negotiation you want to make them speak first <coughs> like okay. i know i'm just saying this is not baron talking this is like no. as far as numbers of what a person might wager in this Medieval town. I, I want to give Greg space to like do some research. Like, yeah, none of us yeah. know. Well, he, like you know, <laughs> you know the town, man. You know what their offer would be, and like you should put that on the table first, and then we should negotiate off of that. Is what I think. He he says he kind of wants to say he says I cannot I cannot name a price for what you talk about because these threats are not. Uh, are not clear to me. I've not seen a single cobbled. You will need to bring back proof of both the threat and resolution, and then we can decide what threat it would have been to the town. He says, you're asking me to pay for you to take care of problems that I have not even seen. He says, <coughs> Mox says, well, if you want to take that line, Mr. Mayor, let's talk of what we do know. He says, the, the, the dead twig lights from end to end in this county, and, and a massive oak that, grew, that, that left the forest and nearly crushed the house. He says, what, what is the price of averting any more of this type of disaster? He says, He says, what's your plan to, to, uh, to rid the countryside of these beasts? We've already found some beneath in that pit, and we believe that it, it, the, their master is, uh, has been acting against your town directly. Scrib, tell them what you found at the, at the farm. <laughs> They didn't just come from the Sunless Citadel. They came from all the forests around. It's not a matter of going in and wiping out one central area. We need to find out who's bringing them here from all over. He says, Well, this sounds like the same thing I was saying a second ago. You're telling me there's a cause of this that I cannot verify, that I do not know it exists. I will need proof of that. He says, You stop these twig... These... These... Twigs from stabbing my people? Yes, he says. You will be fairly paid, dependent on the uh, dependent on what that resolution looks like. He says. You go out and kill a couple of couple of these twigs. He says. That's something my uh, my soldiers can do. So we agree that it's an existential threat to the town, and if we stop it, it'll be worth hmm, perhaps a substantial amount. Just with proof. He says. He says if you can. Be what sure. would you accept as proof? He says. He says independent analysis of what uh, of what you bring to me from those that I trust in town. And who would that be? He says it depends on the nature of the, of the... Suppose it's a wizard directing evil creatures to attack your town and we cut off the wizard's head and bring you it. Would that do it? How would you know it wasn't just some head we found? Perhaps an emissary, cousin. Someone an emissary? To, someone to accompany us on behalf of the mayor. Aye, you want to send us a witness? Or no! A... He, he says... He says... Somebody who, who wished to risk their lives <laughs> down in the pit? He says, From what I have heard, those that travel with you do not come back out of this on the city. <laughs> Dangerous business. I did make that point when we were out there. He says, if you, 
If you bring a beheaded wizard back here, he says, I am confident that we can verify the claims that you will make. <coughs> he says, um, he says, Mark says, <coughs> Roto, <coughs> brace the kobolds, wizard staff in his head, and we'll be hopping back here in no time. He says, it's a deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely the spit hands. For sure. He's like going for Moxan. Baron spits in his hand. He's like, ugh. <laughs> shakes that. Uh, so. Now we're going to get money and we spit on the mayor. <laughs> Absolutely. It's never, it's never better than to spit on a rich guy. That's paying though. Well, you know what, man? We're good. We're good. <laughs> well. Enough dawdling then. I don't want to sleep in this business until this business is done. Let's have at it. I. School. We leave for the summer citadel. As you walk out of the town hall, the people still gather there. You hear the commotion before you open the doors. You open the doors, and they and the people cheer for you. Yeah, that's right. There they are. They're gonna save our town. Yeah! And someone throws a flower at you. Yeah. <laughs> Mark will uh, will ra raise a hammer in the victory. Man, we really have no one that really like loves publicity. <laughs> we do not have a face, and not like, like that's amazing. One thing is, it's not that we don't have someone who's like. Urkel would have been so good. We don't have someone who's like pro. <laughs> he would have been great to keep around as <laughs> like a mascot, like Urky. Could you warm up the crowd for us? <laughs> oh, that's so good. What we just saw here, like brusquely dealing with like low-level backwards politicians, yeah. like that's as good, that's as high level as Mock is ever going to be this whole campaign. Well, like he's going to get the same treatment to like you the were king like, of Cormier. You were like, guys, I'm not trained at this, and everyone's like, you opened your mouth, man. Like, <laughs> that, like I just don't see him ever progressing beyond this. In some ways, you just don't develop. What Mechanically, I'll get better at persuasion because I have the. Proficiency bonus in a skill, but that's, but that's like, not gonna, that's not fast. The thing that's is, not a lot. It's not that we don't have a rabbi who's like number one skill who's talking. What's I think more interesting is usually you have at least a couple people who can like at least tread water. Maybe don't have proficiency, but like have enough to like yeah. okay just kind of get by. The fact that we just don't have anyone who's like well, we talked about like it right. Like, we have a couple broken dwarves and some like and some like pretty well grounded half elves yeah. who are crazy who are, who are Explicitly not the ones. That's not no. like all like, He's a sorcerer. He relies on charisma. Charisma. Just, charisma. But That's... he's a half giraffe. Right. So it cancels out everything <laughs> above ground. Like, 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 like whatever skills you have, get, just get you up to neutral. Like, like we're gonna get, like, <laughs> get in a situation where we're like in the king's court, and someone's just gonna go like. And like push over, push over down there, and like that's how it's gonna start getting romantic. I feel everyone but one person like steps back. Nothing is like who who is here to greet me? The fuck you? The intimidation is gonna come up, and the thing is, what worries me slash excites me is our only social tool right now with a skill bonus is intimidation. The thing is, like, no. that, well, from his experiences, from his background, intimidation means just shaking down people for money is gold for. I mean, <laughs> and I stand by. Our Why most did we do this? The whole thing was a mugger in his previous Why? career. He was part of a gang of youths. Why didn't we let Orlin do this in the first place? That's good to know. I, like, I hope that comes up. We're in, gonna be in, uh, in like a classic situation, like an angry mob is after us, and you need to like scare them down, and to be like, 
oil vein. You scare him now. He's like, well, I'm used to just shaking at people for money. And we're like, you know, well, just he does, take that and run with it. And he's going to go up and be like, give me all of your wallets. He does, <laughs> he's like, oh, man. Like, oh, yeah, I'm a drought. Fire. And then we're like, fuck. It's a bold, it's a bold move. You know? yeah. We bugged a town. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's amazing. Everyone just dropped their ball. All right, all right. We're three degrees away. We are. So, we are so deep. We watch pass uh, oh, the town, through the town. We're just. Uh, we don't have a paladin. We don't have a bard. No. Other uh, than Grumbar. That's just oh, not. We need Grumbar. It's just too Uh He would take an hour to get through a five-minute conversation. Oh, did we take a short rest, by the way? Oh, yeah, we, we did. did. Back at weed? Okay. I, I used to hit die, because... <laughs> you guys. Yeah, you got a short rest. I took some hits. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I went with you. All right, so you walk past the crowd and hit the road towards the Sunless Citadel. Bearjaw sees you uh, and just joins on up next to you. Well, hi. Oi, Bearjaw, where have you been? Farm. And yep. we'll continue next week. All right. Very <laughs> right. good. Farm is great. Or rather in two weeks. Uh, so we'll continue in two weeks. Thought did point out the group is definitely lacking someone who can take a cold analytical look at any situation, weigh the options and potential outcomes, and confidently shout, DIPLOMACY! <laughs> I, love, but I love that like we had a high charisma person in our last group as a rabbi, but he would not lie. Yeah, and now we've got a high charisma person who doesn't step forward to talk. Yeah. That's just not his thing. <laughs> oh, it ha- ha- hasn't been. Young yeah. and experienced, he kind of doesn't necessarily fit in in above ground. At least we have like we do have like a conscience in the group, which is, yeah. which which Dressen brings to the table, and like like you, you're like motivated and you have like a conscience, so like it's not like it's just gonna just like boil down. Mm. But like you're the conscience that also loves necromancy. There's a good blend. There's some yeah.